Hey guys, welcome back to another Power Trip Gaming Powercast! Now you're listening with power. Ooh, yeah! Fucking power! I, I feel like I need one of those keyboards that has various sound effects. Honestly, it's like... It's like, today, Saturday, Saturday, Saturday! It's one of those... Come listen to the Power Trip Gaming Powercast, where you're listening with power, power, power. It's a fucking terrible radio show opening. <laughs> yeah, it is. Now you need like a toilet flushing sound. <laughs> oh. So what's going on with you guys? We'll call it the daily flush. Uh, <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> Believe me, that's... It's what's going on with you guys? <laughs> I got no rebuttal for this. He's Anything new with you guys? Um... I got nothing, personally. Uh, just playing games. Playing games. Paul, we already know you're not. Yeah. What, um, what are games? Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know what these video games are that you speak of. We can tell you don't play games. Yeah, I just started playing Ghost Recon Breakpoint, so... Ghost Recon? People still play that? Yeah. Ghost Recons are still making money? Fuck yeah. Oh my God. Wildlands was amazing. Who, like, who makes those games? Ubisoft. Ubisoft. Uh, oh, Ubisoft. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. How do you say? I, I like Ubis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Paul is an idiot. He's pretty cool. I don't think I've ever actually played a Ghost Recon game, now that I think about they it. They go all the way back to, like, PS2. I'm sure they do. Because there was, like, Island Thunder, and there was a bunch of them. The Ghost Recons, yes, I believe it started on the PS2 yeah. era. Yeah, wow. for sure. And they've been going strong for three generations. Wow. Yeah. Well, how is it? I I am enjoying it. <laughs> Fuck you, Paul. <laughs> I can't look at this guy right now. How is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, good for you. How was it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That's that funny. That's totally him who said that. Well, now it's ruined. <laughs> That's funny. That's fucking ruined. No, no, no. You and me were done professionally. <laughs> With, me and you, we're done professionally. <laughs> That's so ridiculous. That's such a classic. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, how is it? Um, what does it play? Like, the Division, kind of? Or is, um, it, is it more of just kind of like the old, like, Splinter it's, Cells? It's an open world um, cross between third-person and first-person shooter. Hmm. Because you can either have it set up to where when you're aiming down sights, it's over your shoulder. Oh, like, like, most third-person. kind of? Or you can have it set up so when you're aiming, you're actually looking down the scope of the weapon and stuff like that. Oh, that's cool. So I tend to play when, you know, when exploring, I'm in third, but in combat, most often I'm in first person, so... Oh, that's kind of neat. But yeah, it's open world, you're just kind of, the story drops you in on this island due to circumstances, and you basically have to piece stuff together, get stuff. You start with no gear in the game. Oh, cool. Which was kind of interesting, so you have to scavenge as you go. Yeah. Um... I think so far, I think my biggest complaint is they have like um, a gear score system, kind of like Destiny and stuff. And like there are areas that they recommend being certain levels or higher when you're going into them. But I found that even like level one gear versus like level three hundred gear, there is no damage increase between the two of them. All weapons of the same type have the same like base damage. What? And yeah, and that's my biggest complaint is like that's okay, really strange. I have a level one pistol and then like a level like a hundred and something legendary version. They have the ex they're the exact same gun, so all their stats are exactly the same. 
It so, makes no fucking then sense. What's the point of yeah. uh, of the weapons? Like, what's the point of picking up various I, different that's, items? That's my only thing. Is I don't really see why they added it. There should have been some sort of scaling damage with it, right. unless if it's a way of um, kind of like gating off so enemies above a certain level do X amount more to you and take oh. X amount less. So it like you? scales based on yeah. When if you just go in with low level shit, wouldn't you just be able to make it easier? No, because they're set at certain levels. Oh, okay. So like, there is an area where. Like, the mission is, like, it requires gear score of, like, 150 or something in the area. And I tried going in there with, like, lower level gear, and, yeah, they just kind of tore me apart. But, mm. I don't know. So, I guess that that uh, reiterates my earlier question is, uh... What's the why, point? Why do people still play these games? Because <laughs> the games are fun. Like, oh, gameplay sure. Like, they sound like a, a oh, joyous sure. time. They sound like a wonderful time. How would you know? You haven't played a game in the last 30 years. Ain't that the truth? I think it has been 30 years. Fuck a jackass has a switch. Guess where it's still sitting? In the dock doing nothing. It's charging. (laughs) For fucking five weeks. It needed to charge. It's been charging for two weeks. Okay, two. So for the other three, it's been sitting in the box. Oh my god. Yeah, I was to say, how long was it before you actually opened it? Before you broke the tape seal on it? There is no tape seal on it. Whatever. How long till you opened it? Uh, it was, well, it was two weeks ago, and I got it uh, on the 22nd, so about uh, <laughs> three three weeks. Wow. About, yeah. <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that would have been, the moment I got it, it would have been opened, it would have been plugged oh, in. Oh, fuck yeah. The very first day, I, updates. I played my freaking Switch. Are you kidding? I don't know how this guy does it. I don't know either. I just... Is just busy. He buys games for, for room decorations, apparently. Do. I mean, I can't say shit. I still have games in the shrink wrap from the PS3 era. <laughs> I still think I haven't opened El Shaddai. The only... <clears throat> or one of the Batman games, I think, too. Probably. I think the oldest game that I have still shrink wrapped is from 2006. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, the Who Framed Roger Rabbit, but... Um, <laughs> no, I mean, one that I bought new that I never oh. opened was actually... Um, Silent Hill Shattered Memories for the uh, PS2, because mm. I ended up picking it up for the uh, for the Wii, yeah. And so I ended up liking it a hell of a lot more on the on the Wii. I can see that. I I thought it was an innovative game. I like the fact that you use the Wii Mote as like the the flashlight. Oh yeah, um, that one. The other Wii game was better for that. Fragile. Yeah, I liked Fragile a lot. I don't think I have Fragile. Probably not. Is that a, is that a survival horror? Yes. Sure is. Oh. It's more of an anime style, though. But oh. it's it's a lot of fun. There was a lot of good Wii games. The Wii is such an underappreciated system. Uh, Wii is not underappreciated. Yes, it is. I think the Wii U is underappreciated. No. The Wii, it sold good on hardware, and then, like, the included sports bundle, oh, software-wise, it was yeah. a joke. Oh, that's there are true. so many, like, RPGs and stuff that got passed up on the, the Wii, which was unfortunate. That's why I'm really glad, like... Even with the Wii and the Wii U, like they're starting to bring some of those titles to the Switch, like Tokyo Mirage, yeah. the cross between Fire Emblem and Persona. It's mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. a fantastic game, but nobody bought it because no. I mean nobody did. You know, Arc Rise Fantasia was super good. Granted, the voice acting was on par with like Bait and Kato's. Hey, I enjoyed <laughs> the voice acting. <laughs> oh, it was so terrible, <laughs> yeah, but it was it was one of those things like it made it endear. I really want that one to come to Switch. Oh hell yeah! Because I I still don't I don't I never finished it. I got to a certain point in the story when 
the party splits and there's the two of you racing. Yeah. And that's as far as I got. Arkrise was so good. Well, that's the thing, too, is that I think Nintendo knew, even with, like, what they've been doing on, like, uh, Wii U games that have been mm-hmm. relaunched on the, on the Switch, is they knew that the, the Wii U sold like crap. Yeah, it was dismal. But it had great games for it. And so mm-hmm. they're like, you know what? These games did not sell what they should have sold, but it's probably because it was not the best system that we released them on. So they released them again on the yeah. Switch, where then they kind of had the second life where... Everybody's talking about them. Everybody's getting them now, and so it's. They knew that they had good games. It's oh just, yeah. It was the, the hardware, but the Wii was kind of the opposite, where they had the the hardware was the good part, and then the games were kind of like the forgettable part. Well, I mean, you had Last Story, Pandora's Tower. How I mean, Xenoblade Chronicles is coming out on the Switch, the mm-hmm. definitive edition or whatever. Oh, I mean, yeah. I would love it if they would do Chronicles X, which was you know I think that was, that was Wii U or is that Wii? I think that was Wii U. It might have been. But that one was fantastic, too. I loved it. I never finished that one, either. No, but, I mean, it's one of those things where it's just... It's a shame that so many games are getting tossed to the wayside because of... I wonder when they are going to release on the Switch Juwan, the grudge. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure that's on the Mm. forefront of everybody's minds. Probably. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that that's got to be... They're 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 gonna announce when that's gonna come to the Switch. The old haunted house simulator. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure that one will get ported to the Switch just as soon as like um, sneaking gets ported to the Xbox oh, One. Yeah. Sneaking, <laughs> the Burger King. Oh game. my God, the Burger King <laughs> game. That was so funny. Those games. But anyway, speaking of Wii U, I love the tablet. That that's the one reason I loved the Wii U was the fact that you could actually take it off of the television and play a lot of the games on the tablet itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought it was such a cool idea for a dual screen yeah, thing. You didn't need the TV on in order no. to play this. Although they missed yeah. a large opportunity without with not porting certain DS games to it. Well that was the thing is there was supposed to be a DS player for it. And they never released it. Oh really? Yeah. They huh. I think they scrapped the idea and honestly that probably would have saved the system, in my opinion. There are so many top notch DS games, but I suppose at the same time they're it kind of would be burdensome because certain DS games yeah but other ones no when the bottom screen's only inventory management it would mm-hmm. be doable yeah but I mean there's so many like contact was straight up handheld or it was straight up touch screen oh, yeah. it'd be kind of it'd be kind of stupid to be playing it on your tablet and then you have this big TV on the top with your inventory it'd be kind of ridiculous but mm-hmm. I'd do it I would too to be honest but that was one thing but it was, it's kind of I, I just love the idea of it. You know, the fact that you could take it off the television, which is why I love the Switch. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that idea of it. And it's like the, the ability to go from console to handheld is incredible. You mm-hmm. know, I mean. Well, well, that's why I still think that uh, Satoru Iwata, who was the president at the time, like, he got it right on so many different levels with that system because he knew that the the future of gaming was in. Uh, in just mobile gaming. Yeah, portability. It's portability. People were playing games on the go because it's more of like a hustle and bustle uh, that's, society. That's and actually more true with like the Japanese <clears throat> and then like the Chinese market. Yeah, we're not as much the American or European markets. We're definitely becoming a more sedentary people. Yeah, but I still know a lot of people where it's like they take their switches on like planes 
and stuff. They're mm-hmm. they're constantly traveling back and forth, but they'll always have their switch with them because they can play it while they're like waiting at the airport. Oh yeah, I've guys that All bring them to work. Stuff. They play them yeah. during lunch breaks. Yeah, there you go. So it's yeah. like you have the console that can be played at home when you want to be. What was that word that you used? Sed- sedentary. Sedentary. Stop. Don't don't you don't you don't you do that. Don't you do that. Uh, Stop. Higher, Paul. No. Sed- <laughs> sedentary. But you can also take it on the go with you. You remove it from its cradle and you start playing it on the go. Like yeah. I mean, it's literally the best of both worlds. It is. Which brings us to our topic of the day, everybody. And Why is Paul such an idiot? Well, that's a topic every day, oh, and it's sorry. an ongoing topic that we'll never resolve. <laughs> Handheld gaming. What were your guys' first experiences Flash playing the anything <laughs> anything handheld? Obviously, most people relate to the Game Boy. Okay. Um, see, for me, I think we're, like, we're talking, I go back, because I'm old, like non-electronic handhelds were my first like gaming handheld gaming experience. Yeah. But if we're talking like handheld gaming experience, I remember um, prior to getting like the Game Boy and stuff, it was those um, X-Men and like Spider-Man LCD games mm-hmm. where like it was just the set screen and your character would just move up and down or left and right and do things. Yeah. Uh, what were the, the- was it Tiger Electronics? I think LCD so. game. Oh yeah, so. absolutely. Oh yeah. I had the X Men one where you were Wolverine and you like to go up and down dodging the steel beams and then stab it. Yep, know? yep. Uh, that was. Um, I actually have. Do you that still same have one. that? I do. <laughs> or so yeah. you fight Sentinels along the way, and then Apocalypse is the, there we go, is yep. the boss at the end of the level. I was never yeah. able to beat the game. <laughs> no, I, I did. I had I had that one, and I had uh, Street Fighter Two. Yep. Where you could actually do like the hurricane <laughs> kick and stuff, the fireballs. Looked funny. Um, yeah, it did. And I believe you could pick between three There's, different characters. There uh, was Blanca, Ken, no, Blanca, Blanca, Ryu, Ryu, and Guile. I thought there was one more. No, it was I just sworn a three. there was four. It was a three, and you fought against I uh, Zangief. Um, That's right, because there were more than Zangief one, and Bison, play. and I believe Sagat. Probably Sagat, I would imagine. Maybe. Or was it Vega? No, I don't think it was Vega. I remember, do I remember that was one of the ones we had Street Fighter Two. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people did. I still, um, yeah, I still have it. We had Street Fighter Two. We had Sonic Two. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's Sonic right. Yeah. We had there was a Sonic Three actually as well. I, I don't think we had three, but I know a neighbor did. Um, and Batman Returns. I want to say Batman something. It was Batman something. Well, we had Batman Forever. It was a blue so. one. It was a, a blue handheld. Oh, you had the animated series one. Maybe that was yeah. it. Because you, you had shot the animated series. We had that, yeah, we had that one too. Yeah. yeah, but it was those things were so cool. Except for the sound on them was awful. Well, of course. Bleep, bleep, bleep. <laughs> but I mean, I, I remember having that just stowed away in my bed, and I like you know I would just play it as I'm getting ready to go to sleep or something, and you know a little flashlight. You know, you always do that mm-hmm. move. You know, lights well, out, and well, your little flashlight because... kicks on, you're sitting there playing a game. Well, that's because they weren't backlit, so, I mean, right. you needed to have that flashlight, yeah. and you had Lucky. to hold that flashlight at the right angle, otherwise... Well, you flooded oh, your screen. Yeah, you flooded yeah. your screen, and it would completely obscure what you were looking at. 
kids today don't understand the struggles of no backlit screens. Oh my god, everything is backlit these days. Everything. That's right. Backlighting for handheld gaming started with the SP. Yeah, I remember yep. when you had jumped from the regular advanced to the and then it had the back, the yeah. small SP had the, mm -hmm. the backlight and it was like being able to turn it on and yeah. off when needed and like it was such a difference between playing on the yeah. two. Yeah, the widescreen uh Game Boy Advance that first came out, the first generation one, was not backlit. A lot mm -hmm. of people don't remember that or realize that, but the original Game right, Boy Advance that came out one. Yeah, mm -hmm. was not backlit. It wasn't until the SP where it had the double, like the open... Yeah, it was like a clamshell. Yeah, the clamshell where you could open it up, that was backlit. And uh, yeah. and I think it even, in order to save battery life too... It had like, a sleep mode. It had a sleep mode where you could... Um, well, you could dim the screen where it just you could shut the light. No, shut the, you the had the, the light on back. off. It was yeah. either on or off. There was mm -hmm. no dimmer. Oh well, that's yeah. But it's like you turned off yeah. like the backlighting basically. Yeah. So that would help to, to save the battery. But uh, I know there were certain games that had a sleep mode where you could put it to sleep and then you would close the clamshell and it would. No, really yeah, I don't think I've yeah I don't think I've ever played one like that where it's like, uh, Castlevanias did some of the Castlevania Advance games. Did. I don't think I ever put it into sleep mode. No, I think I did mostly when I was at school. Because right. <laughs> I, I would play it during study. Because I know that the DS would do that where it's like <laughs> if you closed it, it would actually like pause the game and mm -hmm. stuff. It, it was like auto Suspend it, yeah. Or some games actually auto. took advantage of that. Like in uh, Phantom Hourglass where you had to close it and then reopen it and it transferred the stamp from screen to screen. Oh yeah, I remember, remember that. that? Yep. Mm -hmm. That was super cool. Yeah, that was really cool. We are jumping a little bit of ahead. A little bit so, ahead yes, right yes we are, but... Um, so when I grew up, it, it was funny because I think my older brother had a Game Boy, like pretty early on, that he had gotten from a friend of his. But Probably the Gray Brick, I yeah, think. The, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely, the Gray Brick. Um, but we didn't have many games for it, but I think because of how cheap they were and how versatile the... Tiger Electronic games were for like birthdays and oh, Christmas. Yeah. Tiger Electronics, man, they freaking they knew who their market was. They also had the license for like everything. Everything. If it could be turned into a game, they're like, we're turning it into a game. They even <laughs> had Full House, for God's <laughs> sakes. The Little Mermaid. I had a 101 Dalmatians from the the 101 Dalmatians mm. animated movie. I think we had a Little Mermaid one as well. For and some my reason. sister, my sister had Little yeah, Mermaid. That's because you guys were supposed to be girls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah we were all, all three of us. I was gonna say that's weird because it was three boys. At least yeah. I had a girl in my family. That's why <laughs> Little Mermaid's there. My little sister had it. So. And uh, she also had Beauty and the Beast. Yep, I remember um, the Beauty and the Beast one actually. But um, but yeah, because we would get those things for like gifts for like I, I remember stocking stuff. Yeah, I was, I remember. Uh, getting one for like a birthday, but um, yeah, generally it was like the stocking stuffer is that I remember getting those as like a stocking stuffer. It was in the, the stocking and um, it's it's amazing because I think when I first was playing those things, I was just like, I can't like this is amazing. This is better. so wonderful. It, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't get better than this. I can't put it down and like three years or four years later, I remember thinking to myself, but not letting myself like get like overwhelmed by it. Is that I'm like this is really like is this game actually boring? Is this not <laughs> is this not good? And I'm like, no, 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 because you could take this thing literally anywhere. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You can play it at Grandma, it's, Grandpa's it's house. Great, it's great. No, it's it's good. And now it's I finally like 10, 15, 20 years later, I can finally admit to myself, those games were shit. 
<laughs> they were not good. <laughs> well, for the, like for the era, yeah, they weren't bad. But for the era, they like they brought was... so much fun and so much joy to everybody. I mean, or then there's there's the weird two ones that came out even like afterwards, be like the Tamagotchi style ones. See, that mm-hmm. was a big fucking craze. Tamagotchi, Digimon, yeah. Digifighters, Nano Fighters. Those were Tiger Electronics. What was the What was the one where you could scan the barcode to get to different creatures too? That one I don't. Know. I don't. I don't know which one that God was. But I but I remember one. I remember having a um. I had Digimon. I had Tamagotchi. I had the Nano Fighter. Where you link a, them together and they fight. Yeah, I had a w, so cool. I had a WWF one where it's like you and I believe it was WWF at the time too. Oh yeah, it was. WWF. I had I had um, it was Kane, and so you could actually like train your your fighter and stuff like that to like try to to be strong and stuff. <laughs> you'd have to feed him so that he gets his strength back, and after he fights, like you'd have to feed him again. To, <laughs> did you have to clean his? There we go. <laughs> I did not have to clean his poop. No. Did so your mom was the worst thing when you wake up and there's just shit all over the screen. You're like, oh my god! You guys never, you guys never saw any of these. Like, what so was it? let me see. It's called what scanners. God no! I would have lost were, my shit. Head. And then there were ones like these. Oh my god! So like, you scan barcodes. Oh my god! I don't even remember seeing no. those. You scan barcodes and you got like different creatures to fight and stuff like that. Well, it was like uh, Monster Rancher. Yeah, where you could they pop were, in. You could pop in a music CD god, and it right. would. Monster Rancher was a Monster thing. Rancher was for PS One. Yeah, and that yeah. one you could pop in a music CD and it would generate some random because of based on the series of zeros and ones of the of the, the yeah, coding yeah. and stuff. It would generate some random monster that you would then be able to raise. It was almost like a precursor to Pokemon at the yeah at the time, or, or it was like right on the cusp of the Pokemon generation. So it maybe tried I so. to capitalize because wasn't it. Jade Cocoon kind of like Pokemon as well, where you caught yeah, different. But it was more shit. of a way more of an RPG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we kind of glossed over the whole uh, game and watch thing. <laughs> well, yeah. So, so see. Game and Watch. I was a little bit too young for that because Game and Watch was generally. Yeah, um, I was too. Those came out in like eighty two through eighty four, eighty five, and I think one of the latest ones was like eighty six or possibly even eighty seven. But it, uh, Legend of Zelda. Yeah, they actually made a Game and Watch of Legend of Zelda, and I know that that was like a late release and possibly one of the last ones that was ever made. Mm-hmm. And so I was way too young for those. Yeah, we we, um, we were a little we were around the Tiger Electronics era mm-hmm. of, of those. One thing I do remember though, in and it was funny because I remember the display at Sears in Kenosha. And so my mom wouldn't understand that, like, I would always want to go to Sears with her, like, mm-hmm. if, if she was shopping. And she just never understood why, like, why does he want to go to Sears? It's a boring store. They had a display in the jewelry area where there was a watch that was like a Tetris watch. Yes. You could actually play oh my the game God, on the watch. Yes. And so I would go with her so that I could go to the jewelry section <laughs> and play that watch. That's so funny. You're so such there a was nerd. I, aren't I? Aren't I? <laughs> Oh but there God. was yeah, so there was like even even it took and I don't know if those were Tiger Electronics as well too, but it's like it even took like LCDs to like a whole different at least with the with the Tiger Electronics ones you had like your your character looked like it was moving it looked but like it, was it a could battle yeah. and it was a set background this was literally just like three or four different lines and it's like. Well, it, I, did, I didn't realize. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. You finished it. Oh no, I'm not. That's pretty much it. There's really not much to it. So. Tiger Electronics was a, it was a thing of Hasbro. 
That was their oh, parent was company. Really? Yeah. Well, Wait, it sense. was their parent company? Yeah. Oh, oh, Hasbro was, was their parent, parent company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That oh, makes okay. sense. Hasbro yeah. has the license for everything. I just, wow. well, I mean, you really think about it. It's like every video game that had ever come out, almost, like a, a mainstream popular game, Tiger Electronics had a license to do it on their LCD. Oh, yeah screens that was the big thing was the lcd back then it was because that was that was oh my god they made a sonic 3d blast tiger electronics oh did they really they did i didn't know there was a i wanted a castlevania 2 oh of course they did yeah that was an early yeah that was an early one too yeah Uh uh-huh wow Uh oh now he's lost lost. he's He's down the rabbit hole they made furbies uh when they merged with hasbro uh when tiger electronics did furby yeah like the original Furby? Mm-hmm. Makes oh, sense. Wow. With Hasbro support, Tiger was able to rush through their development process and get the Furby on shelves for the 1998 holiday season. Oh, my God. Which was a was, runaway hit. It totally was. It really was. It really was. I remember yeah, seeing things on the Yeah, they were a hit until people learned they summoned the devil and then they didn't want it. Oh, them. yeah. <laughs> and then, oh, God, I completely forgot about that aspect of them. Put them yeah. in. They, they chat people, to each other. Yeah. And people are like, and then people thought that dark they were like, ritual. They're talking to the devil and eh. It sure felt like it. It's like, <laughs> First off, they thought that like they were talking to one another, so it's like they thought it was the government trying to spy on them to get information from them. And then they were like, well, this one is just talking like on its own. like It's talking to some ghostly entity, and then it just completely ran away. It's like, nope, they're like a... a it was almost no different from a Ouija board to have a Furby. They but, were creepy. But I remember seeing awesome. on... I just skinned them. I remember seeing on uh, on the news, like they would do newscasts about how Furbies were just flying off the shelves, and people were spending like three, four hundred dollars oh, yeah. on a Furby. That was the it in '98. Like holy shit! It's amazing. I remember very distinctly. I spent a night at a friend's house. He had a Furby in his closet. <laughs> it was the middle of the night. Granted, we were twelve, maybe. Yeah. Start talking in the closet, you know. So it's already scary enough that there's nothing going on in the room and it just starts talking. So it freaked us out. We took the batteries out and went back to bed. I, to this day, I shit you not. Ten minutes later, that fucker still said stuff. No batteries in it. Still talk. So it went right out the window into the <laughs> into the fucking neighbor's driveway. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna actually put um, I'm I'm going to try to explain what ended up happening because the same thing actually ended up happening. With a capacitors, magic. No, with a doll that my sister had, where it was like it was talking and talking, and we pulled the batteries out, and that son of a bitch was still talking, <laughs> and we were like, "What the ah! is going on?" <laughs> so, in some of those things, and probably with the Furbies as well too, yeah. is that you, after you remove the batteries, there was also like an additional, like almost like a backup battery. They're called capacitors. They charge. Right. They hold the charge for a certain amount of time. Exactly. But when I was twelve, I didn't understand. No, exactly, that. <laughs> exactly. So it scared, um, scared us the fuck out because it was yeah, just a gibberish. It started talking the gibberish. Oh, jeez, and yeah, it was that just other language. Oh yeah. my god, it was the freakiest thing in the world. It's so funny because, um, and, and we're digressing again, but they still make Furbies. In fact, yeah, I relaunched in have, like, digital eyes 2008, like they relaunched. In fact, I, yeah, it's like I saw a Star Wars uh, one that was uh, for Baca. <laughs> Needless to say, not quite the hit it was no, in 1998. God, no. God, no. <laughs> no, it's, you can't capture lightning in a bottle twice. Well, because to be honest, and I've noticed this is a trend now well, in this current day and age with toys, you don't do anything with it. You sit there and it entertains you, and that's it. Like you don't act. 
actually do anything with it. So, it just sits there. So here's a funny thing that I never really... I didn't realize this until it was actually said to me out loud, and then I'm like, duh, it, it makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. Is that... And, and now we're, we're digressing, but I'll... Oh, it's it the part. I'll explain this one. Is that we were the greatest age of toys. We truly were. We truly were. You had things like Masters of the Universe in 1982, 83. <laughs> what? Nothing. Uh, I was a Thundercats guy myself. It doesn't matter. But but Masters of the Universe was it literally generated billions of dollars oh, yeah. in revenue. You had Transformers. Mm -hmm. You had GI Joe. You had Teenage. Uh, I was gonna say TMNT, and then I was like, I, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which was just a, a runaway Whoa. juggernaut. What? Oh, <laughs> funny. Um, you had Thundercats. Yeah. I mean, you had everything. Power and it, Rangers. And Power Rangers, and it just sold like gangbusters. Like X Men. And it's well, yeah, the Toy Biz X Men. You're forgetting the best one. All the superhero figures. The 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 Toy Biz X Men. All the Marvel line. ones. All the, the Marvel DC ones. ones. I have like everything. Kenner, for those. all of that stuff. They they made toys for everything, and. And and we bought all of that stuff, regardless of if we were into it or not. Our parents bought it for us, and we had an absolute blast with it. Fast forward to this day and age, if you go to a toy store... Well, actually, there's really no dedicated toy stores anymore. But if you go to the toy aisle of any store, what is it? what does it look like compared to what you remember as a kid? It's a lot of... Well, I don't know. I there's just really not. They're smaller. There's, there's, it used exactly. to be for the for the boys. There, there, there was there used to be like three aisles for the boys, three aisles for the girls, and then there'd be like one in between them that was kind of a mix of the two. That mm -hmm. was and for but, the boys now, it's usually a lot of like GI Joe kind and, of right, shit. Well, it's still mm. or not not GI Joe specifically, but I'm saying it's like that kind of stuff. It's Maybe. a lot of Star Wars. Well, it's yeah. it's a lot of Star Wars. It is a lot of uh, Ninja Turtles still. Yeah, because they kind of um, had a resurgence. Then there's like the superhero figures, Marvel Legends, yeah, well, and DC mm -hmm. has and them, DC and has then their... wrestling figures. Yes, and that's about figures. it. Well, but, and the Nerf guns and stuff like that. But, but literally, I remember as a kid walking down a toy aisle of like action figures, and they just had peg after peg after peg. Well, and there was literally a whole aisle, a whole yeah. aisle of just action figures. Yeah. Then you had a whole aisle of board games, and then you had a whole aisle of Lego and racing building stuff, Legos. racing stuff. Hot Wheels. Nowadays, everything too. is literally condensed into one aisle, and it almost has everything in that one aisle. Yeah. So it's only a fraction of what it used to be. And now, when you go to like, and you go to um, like Target or Walmart, and you see these high-end collectibles of like these these highly, um, are you familiar with the with the uh, NECA? NECA uh, like action figures and NECA Not at toys all. and stuff. Yeah. Well, they're highly detailed. Really, don't have a lot of posability or really not for playing anyways they're they're more for displaying. But these toys are like twenty, thirty dollars a piece. Jesus. And you're like, what kid's actually going to be buying a a, a toy for twenty dollars? Like Marvel Legends figures, which would be like what you would think is a toy for a kid. They're nineteen ninety nine. What kid, when you were a kid, were you buying a toy that was nineteen ninety nine or even a nine ninety nine no. dollar figure? Are you kidding? My parents, like, we would have to beg our parents to get like a new set of Legos, and I remember those like sets of Legos months. were anywhere between three to like ten dollars. Yeah. If my parents let us get a ten dollar one, we felt like kings. Oh yeah, because it came with so much. That's what NECA figures look like now. God damn. Yeah. And so, like, they're super. Well, yeah. if I was a like, kid, I'd be afraid to play with it. 
Yeah. Although I bet you most kids don't play with it anymore. Well, because and then bingo. Here's the big thing. Like, look at these are a lot of the popular ones. It's Pennywise from It. Yeah. It's like all the horror icons. So, so bingo. Like and most of those figures, twenty four ninety nine to thirty thirty dollars. Like, it. what what <laughs> what kid is going to be paying that much for an action figure? Yeah. They're not. Forty bucks. They do not market toys or action figures. They don't market them to kids anymore. No, do you know they who don't. they market them to? Our generation. Us. Our generation. Yeah, because I mean, we're the we were the greatest generation who who played with that stuff, and we're the generation who has uh, 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 the sentimentality to it. Who yeah. will then grow up and it's like, oh my God, you're getting that wave of nostalgia. I'm gonna go out and buy that Pennywise figure, or I'm gonna go out and buy that X Men figure because I remember that when I was a kid. I mean, to be honest, when was the last time you saw a toy commercial? You don't see. We toy saw commercials. toy commercials nonstop oh on God. Nickelodeon growing up. But also back then, toys were cartoons that we watched were actually created to sell the to toys. To sell the toys. They were a marketing arm of the Hasbro. Look at Bucky O'Hare. Yeah, Masters of the Universe was the first one to do it. They literally their toy line was developed before the cartoon came out, and the cartoon was only an afterthought to try to sell. The toys, they were just, basically. They were half-hour commercials. That's literally all it was. <laughs> and TMNT, again, they I think they, they started... They, they did the first season of the show, which was about six episodes long. It was like their pilot season in 87. Yeah. And in 88 is when the toys started coming out, and then the cartoon was nothing more than a vessel to try to sell the toys. Yeah. And fortunately enough, everybody loved the cartoon. The toys just kind of went off into its juggernaut and, and what it was. And so um, and so the rest is history. But yeah, nowadays, I mean, toys are not even... Action figures are not marketed to kids anymore. Mm -mm. They don't have any kind of special affinity or any kind of special remembrance or fondness for the action figures. It's the adults. It's the people our age that they're still selling them to. Yeah, that's that's why point. that's why action figures are so expensive. Is because we are the ones who now have the real jobs where we can spend disposable income or twenty dollars or thirty dollars on an action figure. When a kid would have to literally work for what two, three, four weeks to save <laughs> up all of his allowance to buy one action if figure. If they got allowance at all, because I'm growing up, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get a lot. I didn't, I didn't get allowance either. All my toys were from birthdays, Christmas. Occasionally, like Easter, I might get one or two. Yeah, I remember one Easter, my parents four went all candy and bought us all bought us a basket full of magic cards. Oh, we got wow. like three or four de uh, like pre-constructed decks and like five booster packs apiece. Oh wow! It was a pretty good Easter. Oh, Needless yeah. to say, I was pretty horny that fucking Easter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It was fucking actually. <laughs> oh god! Do you remember those magic kits? I can't remember the name of the brand. It was like, like five magic. or six different magic tricks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Of course, it was one. Yeah. It was the very one of the extremely few birthday parties I ever had. It was all I got were those fucking the fucking little packs of magic tricks. It was so funny because I loved them for some reason. <laughs> I, I look at them now, I'm like, these are stupid. <laughs> but it was so. I God, I wish I could remember the name of that. Fuck those I, things. I do. I remember one Easter, and actually that one stands out because I it got... It was like a purple-black box, and ha yeah... There, there was, was one Easter in my Easter basket along with all the <laughs> all the candy and stuff that was in there. There was a Lego set that was in there. It was the only time that there was actually like a toy or like something fun to play with in there, other than just like candy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and that one, that, that Easter sticks out in, in my mind like... 
like a, a freaking flag. I remember oh, yeah. that. So the so. ones like these, the kids' laughs. No, it wasn't those. Damn it. These are the newer ones, but... No, it was... This had to be back in, what, the 90s? <laughs> it was a... I remember seeing the commercials on TV mm-hmm. for them, but I just, for the life of me, cannot remember the name of the brand. But, yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, we, we were... We had the best toys of our generation... To to which we'll never see anything like that ever again. No, it just we you won't see that. Well, we grew up in the. No, it wasn't those. We grew up in the sweet spot. It of, was the advent of like everything. It really we was. We were straight up on the uh, on on. We were on the what's the word? The cusp. The, the precipice. Yeah, pre- precipice. We were yeah. on the the cusp of technology. We were on the cusp of video games of of movies. I mean, we literally were the best generation. We really it were. sounds arrogant to no, say out loud. No, but it's to not. Be honest, we were. We really oh, are. We were. Why didn't I ever get this one? And I swear to God that it's like our our generation. What was CSI? <laughs> oh, for God's sake! <laughs> I mean, and I think our generation, like we had, it was the last true generation that was like really carefree. Yeah, is because nowadays, even in just general society, like there's so many things to be worried about. But it's like. Uh, as, that I'll, I'll let you know right now. That's actually a perception thing, and it's bullshit. Oh, is it? Society is actually technically safer now than it has ever been. Oh. The only difference is we have a twenty-four hour news cycle now. Oh. Back in our day, we news didn't. happened twice a day. That's right. Six a.m., ten p.m. That's true. We didn't have the internet to spread shit, nope. so the world was actually like not to mention we were tail end of basically the communist scare type shit yeah we were right after all that so like we actually it's because how fast communications is now Mm -hmm. that people think the world is actually more dangerous but it's not i kind of feel like it is though because everybody knows exactly where everyone else is no but there was no way to track people back then you know what i mean like was but facebook well but you know, Technically, then, I mean, that's then, then a bigger thing back then would have been, like, kidnapping would have been, like, nobody would have ever found you. No. But, but I, I can see where you're saying it, but I, I Statistically like, speaking, we so are maybe, safer. Maybe it is. Maybe it is a perception thing. But I just remember as a kid, like, I mean, and maybe but it also, is also, you were a kid. You, you were a kid. You didn't have, to shit like you didn't have the responsibilities that you do now as an adult. And so everything just seems so carefree. But... But I guess you just had so much to, to distract yourself. There's that, You too. had so you many jaded. Great, yeah, like... I feel like we were the last generation of relative innocence. Yeah, then that yeah, could be it. That, Look how fast kids are forced to grow up nowadays, oh, just based yeah. on media, on television, on... And I hate to say this, video games. Oh, yeah. On pretty much the overstimulation of information coming into their brains mm-hmm. compared to ours. Oh, yeah. I feel like we were the last ones to truly have, like... An a innocent slow, childhood. A, a slow yes. ascension into adulthood instead yeah. of just being thrust into it. I mean, yeah. these these alone, could you imagine having a fucking smartphone as a six-year-old in the, in the 80s? Having a computer basically in your pocket. There's no. more technology in this than there was to send people to the moon. Mm-hmm. That I remember seeing that phrase somewhere, and it blew my mind a little bit. Oh, yeah. that's after all this. I'll actually, when we finish recording this, I'll show you a video from uh, one of my favorite YouTube channels called Smarter Every Day. Mm-hmm. They show the computer and like the, the the that was used on those early rockets 
where they hand stitched the ram together. It's insane. Oh my god. Like the, you, they got ones and zeros by running like be, putting these beads and spots on wires. Oh my god. Wow. Insane. That so is like insane. yeah, when you think about it, they literally handcrafted everything. Now it's all produced in a machine that they never could have thought of doing. Oh, God, no. Well, no, and, and one of the things that just <clears throat> blows my mind is that as... Size. <clears throat> no, not... Well, yeah, but... Uh, is that even just, like, with, with cell phones and stuff like that, I didn't have a cell phone until I was in college. Yeah, I didn't get one until I was 19 or 20. Like, my first one was, like, a track phone yep. after I had graduated. <laughs> a Nokia track phone. Yes! That's exactly Nokia right. And it had snake on it. it. I snake. loved snake. I had one of those the cheap uh, cricket ones, and the only yeah. reason I originally got a phone was because my parents had moved, and no one could ever get a hold of me or mm, find me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they were just like, we're giving you a cheap-ass phone, so if we need to get a hold of you, if something happens, we can get a hold of you. Hope, <laughs> you, have enough, hope you have enough minutes on that thing. <laughs> well, and that's, yeah. I never used it, so... <laughs> and you had that cricket phone until you got this fucking Galaxy that's whatever. Not, you, know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> do you know what's funny, too, back then? And and people yeah. can laugh the about Nokia this. Nokia was indestructible, though. People can laugh about this now, like... Wow, that's that's such a ripoff. So, with the Nokia track phone, they sold like the 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 time right, cards the and stuff. Minutes. The prepaid My parents, minutes. I think, still have prepaid phones. Sixty minutes for thirty dollars, and you would get a bonus thirty minutes with the purchase of a sixty-minute card. So you would get ninety minutes for thirty dollars. Yep. What a fucking Rip off. Oh yeah, but that's what we had to do. I I got so I have AT and T for a provider back, but it was back then it was singular. Oh, so singular. Wow. The very first I, I had a track phone. Mm-hmm. The only reason I got an actual phone with a contract back when contracts were a thing was because I kept running out of minutes because I was texting all the time with a, my first girlfriend, and each text cost a minute and a quarter. So it was like 1.25 oh, units. Oh, wow. Guess who ran out of minutes in a day? Whoopsies. <laughs> and then back then, your cell phone contracts had like 100 texts and like 400 minutes. And yeah. Now, basically, were, if you don't yeah. have unlimited minutes, it, it, this, it's, it's not a working. sham. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unlimited text. Like, if yeah. it's not unlimited text, it's a sham. Like, yeah. it's, not, it's unheard of now. Mm-hmm. But I won't, you know, technology's grown so exponentially, like... It's it's so unfathomable, but and that's but that's to me that's the thing is that I didn't have a cell phone until I was in college, but now you see kids kids mm-hmm. who not even if they don't have cell phones at an early age, what are they playing their games on? What are they doing? They have the leap pad. They have iPads. They have I tablets. Yeah, they got the. They have touches. all these different kinds of tablets. It's like. Where we didn't have anything like we that. Had tiger I electronics. Dreamed, like, we had I tiger electronics. I dreamed of stuff like that when I was that when I was little though, because like I grew up watching Star Trek. Oh sure, sure. So like whenever you like, gotta remember Star Trek uh, Next Generation started in eighty eight. I think like it was that. late late eighties. Yeah. And like so, watching them all of a sudden be like, oh, we, we got to do this, and they pull out a tablet and do it. Shit. My brain was like. Fuck, I would love something like that. That's cool. <laughs> I felt like a fucking stud just working the remote to the television. You Just being able to switch the inputs and shit, you're just like, this is the future. We, we've arrived. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? My first TV was still those hard dials, the yeah. clip dials. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And we had a, uh, 
And I remember because uh, we had a uh, we had an antenna on top of our house. Yeah, obviously yeah. everything was was analog at that point. So we had a uh, uh, I think it was called a rotor. Yeah, inside the house where you could you actually turned it and it would like it, adjust it was, the antenna outside. It was loud as hell inside, but and I didn't realize that as it's moving, like it's like it's turning the antenna. Yeah. to try to get like the maximized thing. That's but so funny. But yeah, it's I mean the technology leaps have just been. So insane. That's why, and like I said, we're the. I feel like we were just right there. We were the best generation to see everything explode. But honestly, that's yeah. Toys and action figures. For fuck's sake! <laughs> oh my god, I still remember the the sound of the AOL dial. Instant Messenger. Aim, motherfuckers. Aim. I still. It's Aim, funny because right. my aim name is literally like all Andy of my pants. emails. Andy Pants, whatever. Two sixteen. Don't say that because then people are gonna email me. Good. <laughs> I hope everyone emails you. So I was. But my aim name is the same as all my emails. I was. So I was funny. Boba Fett six. Oh, of course yep. you were. I remember you. With uh, with only one T because uh, apparently Star Wars was very big back then. So every every name like Boba Fett was all taken. Yeah. And so I did Boba Fett six, and that was taken. So I'm like, okay, let's let's remove one T from it. And sure enough, I got it. It's so funny, Boba Fett. Yeah, I remember shit like that. But anyway, let's digress. At so, least forty <clears throat> minutes back. Yes. <laughs> So back before I got to toys, yes. So besides so, the LCD, what was your first Game Boy? I had the brick. You had the brick. What did you have? So it was it was the brick as well too. Yeah. And uh, the first game I had ever bought on it with my own money. Oh my god! Super Mario Land. I believe it. Super Mario it. Land, and one of the earliest games that I had gotten um, as a gift, and I remember it was uh, Christmas Eve of ninety. 92? Maybe even been 93. Maybe it was 93. But it was Christmas Eve and I got Kirby's Dreamland. Kirby's, Kirby's Dreamland. Dreamland. Oh yeah. I played that game at a friend's house at a like during a sleepover and I fell in love with that game and so I begged my parents for that game and sure enough Christmas Eve I got it. And I remember staying up that night and usually like we were we were supposed to go to bed at like eight o'clock or something like that on Christmas Eve because Santa Claus is coming. And I remember staying up until like ten or eleven o'clock, and I'm just like, I was just in love with that game. <laughs> in so, love. With say, it. I it was funny because for me, when my mom originally bought the, the original Game Boy mm -hmm. for herself, oh, she got yeah. it oh, for Tetris. Like, yeah, well, she got like Tetris, and then Tetris it was, was like Lock and game. Chase and. Some like low hyper load runner. Or whatever oh yeah, they did hyper load So she like yeah. she had gotten in some like casino games. She bought the thing for herself uh -huh. to use, but slowly but surely we were constantly like, uh, "Hey Ma, can we play it? Can we play it?" She got to the point where she's like, "Fine, just fucking take the damn thing." <laughs> <laughs> but I remember like that's what we used because um, we used to go like every Christmas to my grandparents in mm -hmm. Michigan. Oh, so we oh, had the Game Boy. Ride, yeah. So we played the Game Boy, and eventually we ended up getting that. Uh, that magnifier light attachment, yep, the light the boy, the Game Boy light, or uh, yeah, no, wasn't it called the Light Boy? I don't know. It, it was, was just called it, the. Oh, yeah, maybe. But it had like the magnifying glass and yep. the light. Yep, I so remember we could that. Play I think it I had that. Night, yep. and, mm -hmm. I yeah. had, I had that for the Game Gear. It was a big oh, magnifier that, that you hooked onto. Oh, the Game so Gear was backlit. Yeah, so you didn't have to worry yeah. about that. But um, yeah, no, the one for the Game Boy came first. Yeah. 
and like that's so that's how I spent car trips was playing that, and then having to split time between me and three other siblings. Yeah, sucks. but I I envy that because I even as a kid and even as an adult I can't do that. I can't play video games. I can't look down. I can't read while while like I'm a passenger in a car because I will just get violently sick. <laughs> I really will. It's hey. bad. So my. First Game Boy. Unfortunately, I was 11 when I first got mine. It was the Game Boy Pocket. It was the year <laughs> the somebody's Game... poor. It was the year the Game Boy Pocket released in 1996. Oh wow, that's right. It came with like a thousand colors. Came with Link's Awakening. Mm. That was the game that I first got. It was Link's Awakening and Dr. Mario. Obviously, Link's Awakening was what I played heavily. Hey, oh, sure. And Link's then of Awakening course, or Link's Awakening DX. DX was Game Boy Color. Okay. Because that was the whole yes, the, it was. the DX part that added the color deluxe. That's right. And there, DX yeah. stood for deluxe. Yeah. So I had the original Links. I think I still actually have my original Links Awakening. Oh, I totally do. Yeah, I don't even think I have the DX. But um, it wasn't long after that that obviously I got Pokemon. You know. But I remember having the light, a little Game Boy light that you plugged in the side because it had like the link cable thing, the spiral, mm-hmm. yeah, the you, spiral one that came yep. up the side. Yeah, it was. It plugged into the link cable thing and it off the side spiraled up and it was the little light. I remember it was a little wire that. light you could bend and flex. And, oh, yeah, really? it was oh, really cool. But that was. I remember that I had a red one because that was the. It came in colors. Oh, yep. Because yep. it wasn't something that happened with the brick until like, later. I, it's basically someone saw the ones like you could clip onto books mm-hmm. and was like, I can yeah. make one of those for the Game Boy. For the Game Boy, yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I know my brother got a blue one. I got the I, red one. We eventually got the green one because my sister and I both ended up getting a, uh, a pocket at one point. Mm-hmm. I love because we ended up, we got we both got Pokemon, so yeah. she got one version, I got the other, and then we played. How long did the Game Boy last on batteries? Because I know that one took double A's. It did. It How took four, four double A's. Game four Boy Pocket A's. took two triples. So I would assume because I know the Game Boy Pocket lasting pretty good. For it a was. Time. I, I want to say that it was probably it was at least a good like maybe four hours, five hours probably. God. The original, the original brick. I mean, it was four double A's. Yeah, that's true. The original. I remember ours lasted roughly ten. Ten with hours. The two double A's, and yeah. then it would. But it two also had A's, the addition yeah. of the LED light. You mean that two, two triple A's? Two triples. Yeah. I'm sorry. And yeah. but it also had the light that would start to flicker mm. and, and mm-hmm. it would tell you when the thing's gonna die. I think the fat one has that too, doesn't it? It had something like that. Um, it had a low battery indicator. Yeah, there yeah. was something on the side of the screen. Yeah, that it was would just it would light. um there was there was no light, and then when it would get to low battery, it, it would turn red. Yeah. And then basically you had probably about a good <laughs> twenty minutes, five, oh. ten, sometimes fifteen minutes, oh and then God. and then everything would just like slowly. Shut I've down. done that before. Like if you if you're playing it and it shuts off, like it runs out of battery. The way the screen shuts off the is way just it weird. Fades is super. I actually I take that back. The Game Boy Pockets didn't flash. You could just tell how how much battery life was left based on the strength of the light. So it was super bright when you had fresh batteries, and it would slowly. <gasps> that's dim. right. I think that's probably what. It, yes, for the Boom. Game Boy, for the original Game Boy, that's what it was too. Yeah. Because then it would just it would get lighter and lighter until you're just like, oh no, 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 fuck, it's fuck, about fuck, to, fuck, yeah, fuck, yeah, exactly. I gotta find a same point. <laughs> yeah, I've done that a couple of times with like password, uh, password, Metroid Two, oh, trying to yeah, find yeah. the same spot. And you're like, gotta get there, gotta get there. No! <laughs> that was actually one of my favorite things was turning the Game Boy off and watching the the, the image disappear. Yeah, I always mm-hmm. thought that was one of the coolest because it would disappear so slowly. It's almost like like pixel by pixel. Well, was, yeah. Those LCD screens, yeah, yeah, they didn't they didn't have the refresh. Yeah, really. yeah. Well, and, they were, and they were monochrome too. So the, it was oh, it the was biggest funny. difference between the Pocket and the original Game Boy was the original Game Boy screen was green tinted. 
It was. And the Game Boy Pockets was a, a grayscale. It was black and white. Oh. Well, it was black and gray, I guess, more so. Not so much white, but it was it was darker. Mm. So it was, it, like, things looked crisper compared oh, to the original okay, Game gotcha. Boy. And yeah, there was had less motion blur. It had higher contrast, yeah. basically. Gotcha. So, unfortunately... Although, couldn't... On the original one, there was a contrast slider, wasn't yes, there? Yes, there was, yeah. So you could actually, you could adjust how could adjust the bright and dark the screen the was. To where you could yeah. actually, if you went in all the way, the screen just went, like, black. Black, yeah. yeah. I, mm -hmm. I feel like you the Game Boy you Pocket did that, too. You couldn't see anything. Nope, you couldn't. Or I feel like the Game Boy Pocket did that, too. And that's why, and that's why it's funny, because you, you had, like, a good, like, two, like, maybe one to two minutes, too. When the thing went to low battery, then the display would get lighter and lighter. Sorry, sorry, and you just, you just scroll <laughs> <laughs> the contrast down. It's like, no, I still got like a minute or so. <laughs> That's so funny. You start your countdown. Yeah. So unfortunately, I missed the boat on the Game Boy Color. I did not have one. I didn't get another Game Boy till the Advance. Yeah. Which was after the Color. Yeah. Which I was very upset about. Because I don't know how, but I don't know, I did play those. I played on the Game Boy Color, but I, to be honest, the, what little color was added to games wasn't super impressive to me. It was still pretty amazing looking. But, because uh, wasn't Pokemon Gold and Silver? That was Game Boy Color. Yeah. I played it on my Game Boy Pocket. Yeah, they, they, they were backwards compatible. And if you put red and blue into a Game Boy Color, they were either red or blue. Wait, you could literally play Gold and Silver on the original Game Boy? Yeah, yeah I did. Oh. That's why it was surprising to me when you told me that the Super Game Boy would not play Gold and Silver or something, because they were... I didn't think... Maybe I Pokemon haven't. Crystal was Game Boy Color. Maybe I haven't tried then because I just assumed that that was that came out during the Game Boy Color era, and Game Boy Color and games maybe, don't work on the on the Game Boy. Right. Player. It might work on. on, on it the, might on on the, Super Game Boy. Super Game Boy. Like yeah. I know it works on Pocket. It may not work on the original Fat Brick. No. Because Crystal, which was the, the Crystal topper, wasn't that. Yes. That was Game Boy Color, and that was like the clear. That was the, the clear, clear cartridge case, though. The, with the bump. Yes. Yep. Yeah, and those games you could not play on the Super Game Boy. No, but the gold and silver were literally just colored almost the same way as the kind of like a colored card. Well, like the like the blue and and uh, red, red was. Yeah, that's why um, I didn't know or I didn't think that gold and silver were Game Boy Color games. Oh man, maybe they maybe they weren't. Yeah, but Shadowgate you, was a black card. Yeah, but if you look if you look at the boxes for gold or for uh, gold and silver, it'll say on the side Game Boy Color though. Does it? The box was yeah, Game Boy yeah. Color. I'm fairly certain, yeah, they do. I'm f I'm I'm almost 100 percent sure because they are not considered the original gray cards. The only original run. It does say yeah, Game Boy Color on it. The That's only original so run. Odd. The only original run games, Pokemon games that came out for the original gray brick were red, blue, and yellow. And yellow was actually one of two games that were the last ones of the original Game Boy before everything went to Game Boy Color. That's so bizarre. Maybe, Well, maybe it just said Game Boy Color because it was that era that came out. It, it did. It, 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 it came it out in that yeah. yeah, it was intended for use on the Game Boy Color, but yeah. Nintendo's been pretty good with their handhelds about they knew that. Back, they knew that there was hundreds of millions of Game Boys, the original Game Boys out there. Uh -huh. So why would they want to screw over their, their old client base where they could still sell the games? Well, that's even why, like, when it jumped from color and stuff to advance, being able to grab the original games and put them in there and play yeah, was, was amazing. Oh, yeah. That was huge. The fact that, hell, even to the DS, the DS itself could well, play right. DS. The, the, the original DS and then it had, had, the had the advance, which could also play color, which could also play yeah. the original yeah. Game yeah. Boy. 
It was such a cool thing. You, I remember certain games had like little Easter eggs, if, depending on what cartridge you had plugged in. Yeah, mm. that was such a genius idea. Mm-hmm. And I think honestly, that was one of the biggest selling points to upgrading your system to the newer one was because you could keep playing shit you already own. Oh yeah. It's not like current generation systems where it's like, well, now I'm playing. Now I have to buy games for this, even though I already have all these fucking PS3 games. Now you know. Now I got to buy a whole new set of games. It's like no. Fucking, you got a Game Boy Advance, you can still play your entire library. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I feel like that's 75% of their success rate is because of that. Mm-hmm. You're just expanding the library. You're not yeah. cutting it off. Yep, exactly. Exactly. So with the uh, with my Game Boy, like I kind of inherited it from my older brother. Uh, I was probably in like second or third grade, so I was like seven or eight years old. And... Um, and I, I mean, I played that thing to death. I had, I mm-hmm. had Super Mario Land, uh, Kirby. We had Doctor Mario for it. Um, we, of all games, we had Star Trek: The Twenty Fifth Anniversary <laughs> game, and I played the hell out of that game. <laughs> oh my god! For some reason, I played the hell out of it. I kid Dracula. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't. You liar. <laughs> um, but I, I mean, I don't remember having a lot of games, but I remember in middle school is when I was first exposed to Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And Me too. And then that was, I remember going out and buying Pokemon Blue and just playing the hell out of it. Blue. And <sighs> I, was, I was a blue baby. Oh, oh good. I was going to say, Red. Blue, was, hey, blue was the color, man. Blue was no. the color. And, fu- wanted, and fucking so Just because you wanted Blastoise's cannons in Blastoise your face. Blastoise on the face. But uh, it was it was funny because I think the only thing that really saved me from still playing Game Boy at the time was Pokemon because mm-hmm. I had gotten a PlayStation in '97 and that really kind of so I had a Super Nintendo before that and I just loved the Super Nintendo and then I had a PlayStation One mm-hmm. and it just literally once once Pokemon was done I didn't go to Game Boy Color I never bought a Game Boy Advance. Uh, I just basically stuck with my with my PlayStation, and that was it. Wow! Yeah. Especially when stuff like Metal Gear Solid came out. Oh yeah! I was just like Nintendo Who? <laughs> exactly. Resident oh, Evil yeah. Two. PlayStation the took the Evils. console thing yeah. by storm. Oh yeah! That was when I was big into uh, fighting games too. So Mortal Kombat Three was on the PlayStation. Mortal Kombat Trilogy was one of my that favorite. era was like racing games. Was my I favorite loved. fighting game. X Men versus Street Fighter came out around that time. Street Fighter Alpha Jesus Three. Christ, like, superheroes versus X Men. See, I didn't play that one a lot. When I, I was, was still kid. I was still an RPG dedicated back then. Yeah, like, well, I played those too. Which was why PlayStation took well, a while for me to get into because there weren't anything super great until yeah, like, FF Seven came out and then I was blown away. Well. And it's so funny because when you think about it, um, Resident Evil was basically the, the the I would say the father, not the grandfather, but the father of survival <coughs> horror. Yeah. And even on the PlayStation era, like everything was was so compared to Resident Evil that all of the survival horror titles until Silent Hill came out really just fade up into obscurity because mm-hmm. they didn't really make all that many of them no. because they just they didn't have that catch. Well, there was Clock Tower for the SNES, but that never came out here. No, it didn't. And then they did release Clock Tower, which was actually Clock Tower 2, um, yeah. on the PlayStation. But 
I mean, I, as a kid, I don't, well, not even as a kid, but I just, when I was playing those games, I don't ever even remember seeing it, like, on store shelves. No. It didn't, it really didn't get that much coverage or anything Which like one, that. Clock Tower? Clock, Clock Tower. Tower. I remember I renting remember seeing it. it a couple of times, but. Mm -hmm. I remember renting Clock Tower. Did you really? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Scissorman scared the piss out of me as a child. Like, literally? Oh, yeah. You yourself? It was some, when he stabbed through the box. Oh, yeah, no, that's. Straight up fountain, dude. I, that was. <laughs> No, that's actually, I remember playing that game for the first time, and uh, uh, ironically speaking, as like a 20-something-year-old, um, <laughs> and I remember playing that game and re remember hiding in a box, and literally he starts, like, he looks at the, at, at the box, he like turns away for a second, and then he quickly turns towards the box, lifts up the shears, and as he... Uh, shoves him into the box, I remember literally screaming out loud, like, thinking, oh my god, like, that's me in the box. Like, he just <laughs> killed me. And, that's uh, so funny. It's just, yeah, that was one of the first games I ever played where it was like, I, it was like, as, as corny as it is being a point and click, it was genuinely terrifying the first it, time it I played it. It really was, because that one, I mean, captures the feeling of helplessness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because uh, you really don't get weapons and stuff like that to defend yourself. No, not at all. Um, you ever do the one where it's like you you go into the bathroom to hide from him and there's like a glass door like in the like shower door or something like that and uh, he'll sometimes jump through the glass and then freaking impale you with the scissors. Mm -hmm. Oh god, that was, mm -hmm. that was terrifying too. And then anytime Paul walked into the bathroom with the glass door, he's like, nope, I'm out. No, yeah. I'll be found, no. I'll be 5, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we've established Paul didn't have any handhelds. What about you, Kevin? Did you have anything past the Game Boy for a while? I had Advance. Um, unfortunately, I never did upgrade mine to the SP. Sad. I always just had the, the, the that purplish one, because uh, mm -hmm. we played... Pokemon against each we other sometimes. See, and that was I had the I had the Game Boy SP, but like long after the fact. Though. Yeah, I remember because yeah. I remember you did yeah. it for Pokemon Red when yeah. I let you borrow that. Yeah, but yeah, because Fire, uh, not Fire, Fire, Fire Red. Ruby, or Ruby, yes, yeah, Ruby. Yeah, yeah. because yeah, I remember having like the link cable battles and stuff like that. Oh yeah, the link um, cables were awesome. That's how me and Alec would trade, and we mm -hmm. the Pokemon trading card game. Oh yeah, yeah, I played that on my Game Boy Pocket too, and I fucking loved it. <laughs> mm. Played some of the, it was somewhat fun, but uh, yeah. Let's uh. see. Like after Advance, yeah, I never upgraded to SP. I never had the original DS, but I had the second generation DS. Yeah, the, the second. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. thinner ones. You had the one without the DS or the DS slot or the Advance slot. Yeah, and they were yeah. smaller. Yeah. Like they weren't that weird oblong shape mm -hmm. anymore. It was almost like a big. Big fucking like clamshell. Yeah. And then it went to a more sleek, smooth design. It almost basically mm -hmm. went to what like the D 3DS and stuff is. Yeah. Uh, then I've had 3DS. I've also had Vita. Yep. Well, yes, PSP and Vita. Yep. And Vita. Well, I guess before we start jumping into that, I guess I'm the only one here that had a Game Gear growing up. Yeah, I never had a Game Gear. I knew someone who had one and I got to play some games on it, but yeah, I never owned one. So for the Game Gear, I had Mega Man, which was awesome. Because it was a weird the game gear. For the game was gear, that, they was had that Wily. Was that Wily Wars or just Mega Man? Uh, no, Wily Wars was for Genesis. Wily Wars That's was right. Genesis. So it was just it was just. I had yeah. Mega Man, and it was a weird mix of four and five, if I'm not mistaken. Because I remember certain bosses being in there from four and five. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. So there was that, and I remember it. Be, it was actually a super cool port, and I loved playing it. Um, I had Dynamite Hetty. We had. The crown jewel of the Game Gear, in my opinion, was Shining Force, Sword of mm -hmm. Asia. Mm -hmm. Fucking insanely good game, and I, I remember absolutely loving it. 
because I was in such a Shining Force kick back then because it was one of the landmark titles on the Genesis. Mm-hmm. It was cool having it on the on the game on the gear. Game gear yeah. Um, let's see. I had Axe Battler, which was part of the Golden Axe series. Oh, okay. Which was a weird, like almost like Demon's Crest. And, oh, really? And, yeah, it was like a Demon's Crest Gargoyles quest. Quest-esque game. It was actually really fun. Interesting. And then there were a whole shitload of games I always wish we got for it, but never did. Um, But I I loved the Game Gear. You know, it's crazy. Such a great system. I had a friend who had a Game Gear, and I played it at his house a couple of times. I never really got into it, though. No? See, I... Yeah, we had borrowed it from... I remember there was a trip we went on at one point, and we borrowed, like, my brother borrowed it from his friend for the trip. Mm-hmm. So we were playing, we played that, and yeah, it was fun, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it just was my attention span on that trip. Just the stuff didn't hold my attention very long. Yeah. I remember playing Sonic on it, and. Yep, Triple Trouble. And then Sonic, but Sonic basically had, it on Game Gear, had the same issue you had with the console version was, I could, just, I could jump the entire stage. Yeah. All of a sudden, mm. I'm going, I'm going, up, oh, I'm off. I'm floating across more than half the map, and, well, look, there's the end. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. There was an X-Men game on there, wasn't yes, there? Yes, there was. Game Master's Legacy. Yeah, because I remember and, playing that. Uh, I think, yeah, Game Master's Legacy, and I believe they did um, uh, what, what uh, Arcade's Revenge, they also released on it as well. I, yeah, I don't know which one it was I played, but I remember playing that. Mm-hmm. Mostly because, oh, look, X-Men. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I, I remember very much loving the Game Gear, just by the fact that it was backlit, which it was incredible. Color. It was in color, and it was very crisp and beautiful looking for the time. Yeah, that's It was true. such a weird step above the Game Boy at the time that it blew me away. It was, but at the same time, though, you needed to Ooh, have... Oh, boy. Batteries you needed this. to have the adapter for it, because... Six double A's. Six double A's, and you had what, like 45, 45 minutes. minutes? Yeah. So you were exactly. We pretty much. Luckily, it could use. <laughs> it used the Genesis's AC adapter. Oh, it was it really exactly the same. Oh, nice. <laughs> so luckily, we had the Gen One and Gen Two Genesis adapters. Mm-hmm. So one of them worked with it. So, but that was the only problem is you couldn't stray too far from an outlet. No, you could not. Which you know, I the Game Gear we had. I actually still have my Game Gear in quite a few of the games. Um. But I, it was kind of a limited experience with it, and I'm, I'm curious to see what a lot of the library was for the Game Gear. But uh, from there, my dad bought us the Nomad, the second oh, Nomad. Yeah. The coolest idea, and, and it just goes to show you how forward-thinking Sega really was at the time. They, they the Nomad was incredible. They weren't forward thinking. They were. They just was there a portable Super Nintendo at that time? There was not. There no. Was, there was a. Portable... Was there a portable Nintendo at the time? There was. What? The Game Max here, not here. Exactly. But not here. But in Japan, they already had it, and they just decided that what, us what? Western gamers probably couldn't use a portable game console. Ah, uh, see, the g- doesn't mean that they're forward-thinking. They were forward-thinking. Go to hell. Could you hook the Game X up to your television? Probably not. You could the Nomad. Oh, wow. It was essentially... Oh, wow. Think about how innovative that is right now. It's, also, it's a huge step. It yeah. was essentially a console, a handheld console. It's it was weird. a Switch before the Switch. It's also part of what started burying Sega. Unfortunately, the Nomad was at the end of their run. Exactly. <laughs> well, and actually, for the Game Gear, I don't ever remember putting batteries into it because we had that on the back of it. The power pack. Yes. Yeah, I, I remember, remember that. I remember seeing um, ads for the uh, Nomad. 
in uh, issues of GamePro magazine. Yeah. Do you remember GamePro? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They were one of the definitive, uh, one of the definitive ones for, uh, for frickin', like, video game news and stuff. Oh, yeah. I remember always turned into GamePro. But I remember my Nomad blew me away. Unfortunately, that was also six to eight double A's, which also gave it about an hour of battery life. <laughs> my God. But... Yeah. If you use rechargeable batteries, it actually wasn't that bad. Yeah, until you didn't drain the batteries properly. But I remember mm-hmm. just being so incredibly, like, I lo- fell in such love with it because now I'm playing my Genesis on the go. I'm pl- able to play Shining like Force Crusaders, two. Shining Force 2, Fantasy Star 4, you know, like, all these amazing Genesis games are handheld. And it was backlit, which was incredible. Mm-hmm. You know, the Game Boy had nothing on it. Which, then, we get the PSP. Yeah. By PlayStation. The PSP, for all intents and purposes, was superior to the Game Boy. Well, it was superior to everything on the market. It beat some of the home consoles for me. The only thing that sucked about PSP was they decided to go with UMDs. Those mini discs. I remember what the UMDs were. So, I don't know if people... Because we have people that might not know what the fuck they were. They don't need to know what they were. Well, wasn't... Isn't the GameCube games essentially the same idea, but out of the case? No, they're smaller. Like the, the, the UMDs, UMDs were smaller, smaller than the even smaller. I thought they were about the same size. No, no maybe. Yeah, smaller. maybe you're they're right. smaller. But like that killed them. I mean, it was cool. I loved yeah. the look of them, and they were fun to like pop in and stuff. But their proprietary memory cards also well, suck too. See, for the PSP, that wasn't an issue. The Vita, that was. That's right. The PSP, you weird. could buy any generic Sandisk dual memory stick thing and put it in there because. That's what I bought. I remember we mm-hmm. bought when I bought my PSP used. Remember we went there and there was porn on it. Yeah, that's right. Because GameStop didn't wipe it. <laughs> so I, I booted up my PSP on the way back to his apartment, and I'm like, oh, oh, <laughs> like the background was just some nude chick, and I started going through the memory card because I bought the PSP and a memory card, but the one I picked had a memory card already in it oh. and was full of porn. Oh my god. <laughs> So we're driving back. Porn station so portable, can, baby. So you, can, <laughs> so you could download that shit to your PSP? And a yeah. browser. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so funny. <laughs> uh, like, so that's, and that was part of what actually kind of killed off the PSP. It was, it was because of being able to use the any memory card you wanted, it was really easy to make emulators for it. You could oh, hack it. So people were oh, gotcha. getting the very large capacity SD sticks and putting a bunch of games onto it, put popping it, and just playing games and not buying games. Oh, gotcha. and that's why when the Vita came out, they went with proprietary memory cards because of the the rampant hacking on the PSP. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but it's it was just funny because when was the PSP? What what Game Boy equivalent was that? Was that around DS era? I think yeah, that was it was the DS. 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 Yeah. Or was yeah. that still advanced? PSP was. I feel two, like it was DS. PSP was around two thousand six. Mm. To, uh, may, wait, no, maybe it was even earlier mm-hmm. than that. I think it was just before. It was just at. Was it really? October two thousand eight? Was PSP? Shit. Yep. No. Yeah. Holy fuck. Yeah. No. I no. feel like I waited. No, no, quite, no, 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 we must. No. When did Fantasy Star Portable two came out or come out? Because that was one of the huge reasons we bought it was the Fantasy. Oh, Star sorry. Portable. That was the. That's the second version. Oh, the PSP Go. Yeah. That thing was Japan, a loser. Japan, December twelfth, two thousand four. March two thousand twenty fourth, two thousand five. Two thousand five. The, so okay, two thousand eight was the Go. That yeah, was the. Yeah. yeah. So it was the DS. Was that era? Okay. But I remember having because I had a DS obviously and I had a lot of DS games and I remember when I got my brother had a PSP because he worked at GameStop at the time. Mm-hmm. And I remember picking up the PSP for the first time and just thinking, 
holy shit, dude, everything on here is gorgeous because the screen's huge, it's vibrant, the game controls well. The only weird thing was the, 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 the thumb, the, the the thumb stick for the dual, like, well, it wasn't a dual stick at the it time. Was but it was a little nub on the The little nub corner. was the analog. It was very awkward. Where is the nub? Right down there in the it's corner. It's in the lower left That's corner. it? It was awkward. And that oh, was... Oh, that's super awkward. That version he's showing you is the fat version. Yeah. They came out with a slimmed one. Oh, Which really? was even smaller. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so it was it was kind of awkward to use the stick. Mm-hmm. But I remember I, I, the games blew me away. You had the Legend of Heroes games, which are incredible. This was the, the slim line. I had a gray slim line. Oh, this, the analog stick yeah. was a little bit bigger. Yeah, I remember the, I remember seeing those ones. But like I said, we played Fantasy Star Portal all the time. you could hook up your television. Yeah. Hmm. Which was awesome. <laughs> that was yeah. one thing Game Boy hasn't done since the Game Boy Player. So mm. since the Advance, you haven't been able to play Game Boy games on your TV. On your TV. Yeah. I, some of the games that came out for this thing were just amazing. Oh, like I said, Legend of Heroes were incredible. It had a such. It was essentially a portable PlayStation, which was the idea. But mm -hmm. the games mm -hmm. were so stellar on it that, honestly, for all intents and purposes, that. Oh my god, they did like a wow. slider version of it. That's, that's the go, go that went pure digital. Oh, pure digital did, oh. and it completely failed. No, terrible. Oh my god, even the uh, the setup of, of that the one. It's the original PS3 interface. Yeah, yeah, it was the PS3 interface. Holy yeah, the, X, the XMB or whatever they called it. That's crazy. The cross menu bar. I remember one of the games that they released for the PSP was uh, the Silent Hill Experience, they called yeah. it. And it was like, it wasn't even a game. It was just more of like bonus features and, and stuff like that. Um, well, it was cool because they had like, you, they had like movies and shit you could buy for the PSP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they had yeah they had PSP, video. which actually wasn't out of the ordinary because you had, they had episodes you could buy for the Game Boy Advance. I remember going to, get to electronics or not electronics boutique, uh, software etc. Yeah. They had I like one, Pokemon uh, episodes. I have a TMNT one. It's uh, yeah. it's like changes constant or, or things change or something like that was the was the name and it had so two it was, episodes. Yeah, it was like cartoons. It on literally your had it, was it awesome. literally had the 2003 TMNT animated show and there was two episodes on it. Yeah, I'm like, how the hell did they do this? <laughs> it was so cool. But like for all intents and purposes, the PSP was a Game Boy killer. Mm -hmm. It was superior was, in almost every well, way. Well, it was it the handheld killer. It should have been. been. Just like the Zune was supposed to kill the iPod. <laughs> yeah, they even they even had a freaking, uh, uh, what was it, a funeral for the iPod yeah. when Zoom came out, or Zoom came out. I was one of the few who had a Zoom. Oh, I know you did. I totally I loved it. Did. I loved my Zoom. It just didn't have the backing, nope. which was, unfortunately, the PSP's problem. Mm -hmm. Sony realized the PSP just wasn't performing as well as the Game Boy, so they ditched it. Which, unfortunately, was their same... They repeated the same pattern with the Vita. Mm -hmm. They yeah. just they dropped all support and the thing plummeted. You had, like, Vita got a bunch of games first that... They, even once they were re-released on, like, PS3, PS4, because it was that uh, the Gravity one. Gravity Rush. There we go. Because that was originally just a Vita game. Right. And it was, like, a critical, like, massive reception, and then got Gravity ported Rush over... Gravity Rush was the, incredible. And then got ported over to the consoles and went even bigger. Yeah, they made Gravity Rush 2. Well, yeah. and what they tried to do with the PS Vita is they tried to put more mainstream and more, like, big hits on there, like the Assassin's Golden Abyss. Creed. They also like, tried to, uh, to, to push Uncharted. a lot of the cross-save feature. Mm -hmm. oh, I yeah, could play yeah. this on my PS3, transfer mm -hmm. the same data to my Vita, and continue playing on the go. Trails yeah. of Cold Steel could do that. When when that one came out, you could buy the PS3 version and it had cross save. Uh, Dragon's Crown could do See, that. See, and that's the one thing I will say I, I liked about some of the stuff Sony was doing with those was 
If you bought certain games digitally, it you got both, both versions. It was genius. Oh, that's cool. So, like, I'd buy them on my Vita. Well, if I had a PS3, I could just log into the same account, and I have it for my PS3 now. Mm-hmm. So I could just transfer my save data and go as I wish. So, I mean, on paper, you look at the PSP and the Vita, it's doing things miles beyond what the Game Boy has oh, ever sure. done. Yeah. And yet, somehow, the Game Boy just still comes out on top. They're the kings, and they've never been dethroned. Well, I, nope. to be honest, I think a lot of that is still, well, I already have this. Why do I need that? Mm. Part of it, too, might just be brand recognition. I mean, Game Boy's got Mario. You got well, Zelda. That's, that's, you that's, got that's, Pokemon. Yeah. It, does have, it does have the IPs, but also it's got the, it's got the battle-tested seal of approval, though. Game yeah. Boy has been around literally in one form or another since 1989. Yeah. And it wasn't until PSP, like PSP, yeah, it may have been the superior one, or even even Game Gear to a lesser degree, but Game Gear didn't come out until, what, 93, 94? I think so. I mean, I so it's, it's so. I mean, every system, and actually, no, even even back, even back further than that, the Atari Lynx. Do you remember the Atari Lynx? Yes. So yeah, the Atari yeah. Lynx was a was was Atari's run at uh, at a portable system as well too, yeah, like a handheld system. I definitely ninety three was the Sega Game Gear, and Atari Lynx had absolutely no like, there was no advertising behind oh, it. Oh, I'm sorry. What? The Game Gear was 1990 in Japan, April 91 for us. Oh, 91. Oh, fuck, okay. I didn't realize it was so that it came out. 90. Yeah, so it came out two years after the, the Game mm. Boy. Um, yeah, okay. Three to five hours on six double A's. Suck my dick. Yeah, BS. <laughs> it didn't know. Uh, maybe no. at minimum settings, like yeah. light. And... Oh my god, that's funny. So, but I mean, you had the Game Boy, which was what, like $100 when it came out. The Game Gear was what, 150 Or was it more than that? I What's that? The Game Gear. How much was Game Gear when that came out? Uh, I'll look it up, but keep going. But uh, everything else was just, it was so much more expensive, but they knew that with like Game Boy and every iteration there, you'll still get your Marios, you'll get your Zeldas, you'll get your Metroid, you'll get whatever game it is that you want, you'll get a quality system, but you'll get it cheaper than anything else. 150 150 At launch. So, yeah, at launch. And I'm pretty sure that the Game Boy literally at launch was like a hundred bucks. It was ninety nine ninety nine. I think so. That sounds so, about right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, you're. So I mean, it's yeah. just it was it was battle tested, and nobody has been able to dethrone it. But I think it does have the brand recognition. But they also pumped the advertising into it that no other company well, really I, gives. I know in like Sega's case, anytime Sega of America would start doing stuff, Sega of Japan would kind of sabotage it. Yeah. So you had stuff like that, so that's why there was a lot of infighting. So like for, for Sega, for like Game Gear and Nomad not to pick up, mm-hmm. that's probably part of it. Yeah. Those mm-hmm. probably would have done a lot better had Sega of Japan kind of been like, alright, go do, let you do, do what you, you do what, what's best for you. Yeah. yeah. And that's but, one thing. Nintendo of Japan was so... They they were always welcoming to the idea that if Nintendo of America was doing well, that's that's great. Yeah. Um, but then again, I guess that's the one of the good things about that is is that uh, um, uh, Hiroshi Yamauchi was the was was the the owner the like the president of of Nintendo of Japan, and basically his son-in-law was the guy who was the the CEO of Nintendo of America. So I mean that 
kind of probably makes yeah. it a lot easier to, to get along. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Nintendo or uh, Sega of America and Sega of Japan were like literally a Japanese company and an American company, like, like with with Americans butting heads and just butting heads because uh, well, Sega of Japan wanted to be in charge of everything. They wanted to be more popular than anything, and they didn't see it as. Well, Sega of Japan and Sega of America are the same company, just in two different locations. Mm -hmm. They saw it as no, Sega of, of, uh, of America they saw is them as no rivals different. For some yeah, reason. they're no different than Nintendo. Like, yeah. and why would you do that? Yeah, which yeah, which is why like the the Nomad and the Game Gear fell so hard. Oh yeah, is because like they had such weak support from the other. Mm -hmm. So it's it's no wonder. Yeah. But it still makes you kind of wonder about, like, the Vita and all that, why they dropped support. Well, Vita, the Vita they shot, like, okay, Vita's biggest failing point was those memory cards. They were way yeah, too expensive that, for not enough memory. They were ridiculously expensive. That is what shot the Vita in the foot. Yeah. Because, and like, okay, I get Sony's reasoning. Yeah, the PSP was super ridiculously easy to hack and mod and get yeah. games and just download them for. Well, that's like that guy was telling us at that one place in Milwaukee, he had the PSP Go. And oh, he said yeah. that thing is, like, huge amongst, the, like, hackers. The hacking, and, the hacking and, and community, the, yeah. Yeah, because you can do anything to it. Yeah, yeah. that's why they go for so much still. That's yeah. what he was saying, too, is that, yeah, they still sell. And it's, well, and it's hard to actually find an unmodified one because people yeah. literally buy them just to modify yeah. them. Which annoys the piss out of me, to be yeah. honest. Well, for, with the Go, I not so much, because that's just... Eh. It was a dumb idea. It was it was trying to be too far ahead of technology. Yeah, that's... Like, the whole pure digital debate we had. Yeah. Um, but, like, for as far as, like, PSP failing, like, it had far and away better games than anything Nintendo offered. Yeah, anything. I would say so. It had the better RPGs, it had the better action games, better fighting games, better racing games. It, Nintendo couldn't compete it, with games. It also sold for the price of a of a actual like console though. I think PSP, PSP was two ninety nine, wasn't it? No, I didn't think no. it. PSP launch price. I, yeah, I don't think it was I, that I, expensive. I think it was more expensive than you guys are remembering. Two fifty. Oh. <laughs> Oh yeah, 250 for us, 300 for Canada. Told you. Jesus oh. Christ. Higher than well, you thought. At the time though, that was what? The DS equivalent? Mhm. Mm no, nah, no, the DS, no, that was only 150. DS price launch or launch price. Let's I'm see. I'm willing to bet I don't think so. I, I think I remember bet. spending no. quite a bit on the DS. You spent you spent that on the 3DS. And they they justified that after the oh, fact. Yep, your DS was one fifty at Told launch. You. Told you, Nintendo. If anything, that is one thing that they have always done, and they have always stuck to, is that they don't care if they lose however much money per system. They know that the the software and the games are what's going to. Mm -hmm. That's that's the the real money. That's the real pot of gold at the yeah. end of the rainbow. You're right. 3DS launched at two fifty, and I remember specifically buying that game for black and white. Or not black and white, diamond and pearl. For uh, yeah, for diamond and pearl. Yeah. And and because nope, it wasn't you bought the 3DS, that well, was, that was the DS. I'm sorry. Yeah. Because you bought the 3DS at 250 too, um, because I think it was what like literally a uh, like a month later they, <laughs> they lowered the price <laughs> to 150, and then they gave everybody who bought that the what it was the presidential the ambassador like, program, the, the ambassador program, it. and they give you a hundred dollars worth of like advanced of, of stuff. Yeah, I got like Kirby's amazing Kirby and the Amazing Mirror or something. <clears throat> I got like a few. It was a whole bunch of like advanced games that were 
on it. It was it was mm-hmm. it wasn't really worth it. I don't know. Honest. Nintendo also has the habit, especially with their handhelds. Oh, we got this version, new version. Guess what? A couple months later, new version. Yeah. Guess what? We're gonna release it in another color now. That new was version. something that started with the DS. Yeah, it was. Because you had the DS, you had the DS Lite, which got rid of the advanced slot. You had the you DSi. Had the DSi. And then it went, and I think that was it for that, because then it yeah. went to the 3DS. The yeah, 3DS. And the 3DS XL. And the 3DS XL. Well, and then the, 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 the 2DS. The 2DS, and yeah, and then yeah. Nintendo has a bad habit of doing this. Yes, they do. Like, Sony, at least with PSP, when they upgraded it, it was not just a, oh, we're going to slightly change it. It's a it's a full hardware upgrade with each of those. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like, they changed better screen, better battery, better fucking uh, CD slot and stuff like that, so... Which... To the point the the 3DS did as well. Like, when I upgraded my 3DS to the 3DS XL that I have, because I remember getting the Legend of Zelda ones when... It was worlds different. Worlds different. The battery life was nearly double, the screen was huge, and it it just overall played better. Yeah. So, I mean, in a weird way, it was still that kind of a hardware upgrade. Yeah, but but Nintendo's been doing it since the original Game Boy. They Mm -hmm. have. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was Game Boy, Game Boy Pocket, Game Boy Color... And I mean, even Game like Game Boy Pocket came out in how many different fucking colors? There was also there was also I I think it ended up being only a UK exclusive, but there was uh, Game Boy Light. Do you guys remember that one? No, it's the, like a super tiny Game Boy. The Game Boy Micro. Oh, oh Game Boy Micro. There we, yeah, yeah, the that Micro one. Advance. Yeah, yeah, I remember a friend came up uh, with her girlfriend for a poker night one time when I lived in Oak Creek, mm-hmm. and she brought the Game Boy Micro. And oh, I thought, dude, that is awesome. Yeah. I want that. That's mm-hmm. the one that almost looks like the NES controller, right? Almost. Yeah. 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 It's actually yeah, it's smaller than an NES controller. Yeah, it's kind of tiny. And yeah. then I'm thinking to myself. No, don't think I like that as much. I'll probably break it. <laughs> What's this made for? Ants? <laughs> really? Yeah, just about. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's. It, it amazes me, and it's funny too because you see a lot of Vita games coming to like PS3 and PS4. I mean, well, and Final Fantasy Type O, like, look at was a Vita game, and that's why with like the games like like the yeah, the Trails of Cold Steel and stuff. If you look at it, it was cl- like clearly made for a handheld. Yeah. But because the system didn't do as well, they ported it over, and now the game's getting the recognition it deserves. Yeah. Which I'm fo- it's sad because there are some games you can tell you're like, this was a handheld game. Yeah, like I said, Trails of Cold, I can tell it was a handheld. Yeah. Luckily, the remastered versions they did are, are actually much better than like <clears throat> it's like PS3 and Vita counterparts, but still, here, yeah, there are certain times you're just like, mm, this looks pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there were other handheld systems, like you said, the Atari Lynx. Mm-hmm. I, honestly, besides like the main contenders of the console wars, I like the 3DO, I didn't understand. the. They had all sorts of shit. Well, the 3DO. What was your, was, did you consider Virtual Boy? Virtual Boy a handheld? Not no, really. it's not a handheld. It was a desktop. Yeah, was a desktop. <laughs> yeah you, could, you couldn't just take that thing with you anywhere. I, I, it was kind of small, though. No. Wasn't did, it? did you ever use one? I used one way back at they the They had KB. to have that stand. It had to be on a stand that you like literally. There was no headset for it. It was, was yeah. it had it was designed to look like a virtual like a virtual reality yeah, headset. You but, stuck your face in. But it had to be on a stand. There was no headset for no, it. No, I know there was a it stand. Was dumb. It wasn't it like was... it wasn't like Tiger Electronics who then created <laughs> the uh what was it called? Like the R Zone or something like that? Do you remember that? Yes they did, and it had those types of graphics. Uh-huh. Oh god, I uh, do the vector that. graphics. Yeah. Yeah, the vector graphics. And uh, what was it? They also had like their own like system too. Like the type wasn't it called like the Engage or something like that? Do you remember that? That was the ours. Wasn't it? Wait, wasn't Atari? Wasn't that Atari? The Engage? The Engage? No, no. I don't think. So. I remember. The that. Engage was the phone. 
Was it? Yeah, but it was Tiger Electronics, wasn't it? I don't know, but there was like because like there was this one, the eye, the one that just went over your eye. Yes. Yes. And, and then there was and you the, actually oh, used yeah, the controller. You're right. Engage was. And then there was of, uh, this one. XPG. What the hell is? That? It was the same thing, but instead of being in front of your face, it was oh, all handheld. Oh, it was just a handheld. The Engage was a Nokia system. It was oh, a phone. It was yeah, a Nokia. Nokia thing. It with it came with two games: Sonic, MotoGP, and Tomb Raider. And Tomb Raider. <laughs> I guess it, it only sold three million units. <laughs> Wait, three million? That's a lot dude, of the game units, dude. Sold ten point nine. Oh wow! I guess maybe it's jack shit in the fucking handheld race. Actually, I'm curious to see what like the Nomad system did. <laughs> the second Nomad at release was three hundred fifty dollars. Holy tits! What? Wait, say that again. The Nomad upon release was three hundred and fifty dollars. See, and that's and I think that that's honestly one of the wow. big things that has been one of the the biggest sellers of, of of Nintendo and their portable systems is they always make them affordable. Wow, I didn't realize this. The Nomad was a North American exclusive. Oh, I didn't realize that either. Yeah. Like I said, I just remember seeing <laughs> ads for it in Game Pro magazine. It was never officially released worldwide because it employed a regional lockout. I had a lockout chip on it, but they it fell to the wayside because the Sega Saturn essentially released around the same time, oh, and the Nomad fell yep. underappreciated. Yep. Wow. Yeah. And that's why it became a collector's item because people went out to buy the Sega Saturn instead of the Nomad. Yeah. So you don't really see too many of them. No, I, I consider myself very fortunate that that I had a Nomad. <gasps> that's what their Tiger thing was that I was thinking of. Gamecom. Do you oh, remember the Gamecom? Okay, so you know where, where Kohl's and like Petco is out on oh, yeah. Green Bay Road? Of course. There used to be a KB Toys or some sort oh, of, of course toy it shop was. KB, it was KB Toys. I think it was because it was Blue Carpet. Toy Works. That toy was Works. It. Yep. So that's where I played the Virtual Boy. God, I miss that place. I miss it so much. I miss, dude, I just miss KB Toys and Toys R Us in general. Oh my God. It's... I, I feel like we're like I'm I'm about to cry thinking about like <laughs> it, well, in our in our in our time like think about all the places we've lost we've lost Toy Works we've lost Toys R Us we've lost Funko Land we've lost Radio Shack like all of these golden places it was Circuit City we lost Circuit City Four Star Video Four Star Eddie Video Rental Blockbuster oh we lost fucking I gotta say, some of these aren't exactly losses. <laughs> you, you know something? Go, go to hell. Circuit City. Who cares? <laughs> I, yeah, for the most, I don't even know why. It was I'm basically that bitch Best Buy. I don't. Yeah, it really it was. was. The it was the Kmart of Best Buy. I it miss was Best Buy. Poor man's Best Buy. Best I miss Buy's, Best Buy. Best Buy's still around, but not, not. No, it's not. No, not quite the same. <laughs> not quite the same. I miss the Best Buy we grew up with. Oh, with the whole yeah. gaming section. The whole gaming There's section. There's still a gaming hell, section. All it's just of behind the, the fridges. <laughs> all of the uh, on the, ice, would you say? <laughs> all the movies and the CDs, the just rows upon rows of CDs and video games had their own section, and you had that big ass nine by nine monitor display in the center of the store, so that whatever game that you were playing, somebody could see from anywhere in the store, they could see exactly what you were playing, and it's like. What is he playing? I want to play. I think we've mentioned this like we nine have. times on the 14 it, episodes. It'll never <laughs> die. Never. It really was the best, man. 
So God, I can't think of any other handhelds, oh. personally. Good lord. Um, really? Well, I suppose we'll move on to, like, where we think they'll go. Because, I mean, past the 3DS, essentially Nintendo's Switch killed off the Game Boy line. It really did. We're, we're witnessing not only the birth of the Game Boy, but the death of it. Because now mm-hmm. the Switch essentially fills the role. It really does, especially now that they made the Switch Lite, mm-hmm. where it's now basically there. It's it's the it's strictly the portable version of Nintendo. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's yeah, a tablet. Uh, yeah, it's, to be it's honest, tablet. This whole, the entire concept of doing the Switch Lite was is a, a mistake. I feel it's no different than the 2DS. It's, it's a mistake. If, if somebody never utilizes a function, I mean. I think yeah, Nintendo's but, always kind of done it. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's still it's one of those things. Yeah, it's cheaper, but it's <clears throat> it's got a downgraded battery. It's got a downgraded screen. The Joy-Con still has the same issues. That's the same. And it's part. not fucking. You can't take it off to replace it. So you have to replace the entire system, which means when you send it, you're out of a system for so long. Hopefully, they mm. replace it for free. Yeah, uh, they have would, to. Yeah, that would suck. But and I mean, yeah, I, especially with. We're, we're about a month out from the release of the new Pokemon. Pokemon Sword and Shield. We'll find mm-hmm. a way to work Pokemon and everything. Surfetched! <laughs> I say it just because Paul hates Paul, it. will you buy Sword or Shield? No, he won't. Because he won't touch it. Because Paul is a bitch. So, okay, so here's here's the thing. Here we go. Here's a good one. Here's the thing. Honestly, thinking about it right now. You did not play Sun and Moon. The last one you played was X or Y, right? I probably won't. I knew it. Because X and Y was the last generation of Pokemon that I played. I think it was I played Y. Probably. Evil Tall. He was a badass. Sure. Like better. Oh <laughs> my god, would you shut up. Sorry. So I played Y, and literally as I was playing, like there would be stretches where I'm just like, okay, is this game over yet? Is it it just went it went on too long. And it's just too damn repetitive. That's the one thing I will say that that Game Freak needs to stop doing with these games is the first 45 minutes to an hour is a tutorial. At this point, who needs that? Uh, or make people, it optional. New people coming into the game. I make guess. it optional. <clears throat> but, like, it's, it's my biggest problem is it's, it's a lot of the whole, like, the Scooby-Doo element of, oh... Let's go over here and check this out. And I, Let's yeah. go check this out. It's mm-hmm. like, no, we don't need that anymore. Stop it. To be perfectly honest, X and Y is kind of where... Well, actually, Black and White is kind of where that started. Black and the White whole did. idea of it's starting to develop more of a story than just the Pokemon part. Like, you look at the original ones, Gold and Silver and all that, there was a story-ish... Well, really, it was about catching the fucking Pokemon. Well, and, and at least and now the original ones, like the like the first line is, "Oh, I walk out of the grass. Oak stops me, catches the Pokemon. Mm-hmm. We go back to his lab. I pick, and you go. And that's basically your tutorial." Yeah, this one, like nowadays, it's it's a lot of. Now they're trying to incorporate a deeper storyline. Like you look at X and I'm Y, not, the whole thing was about death and rebirth. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. That was probably the one thing that I liked the most about Y was almost this, like, really dark story it about was very, Pokemon. Like, the origin of Pokemon and how, like, literally you learn about, like... The Pokemon War. Yeah. Well, it's it's so funny because literally <laughs> that that's one of those... Of. That, was some, that, that was one of those, like, throwaway things that... That, uh, that uh, what's his fucking nuts? Lieutenant Surge. Lieutenant Surge talks about... Part of the Pokemon, Pokemon War. Yeah, uh, the, his Pokemon is Raichu protected him in the in the Pokemon Wars, and it's like... 
You, you, it's That's kind the of game a, I want. It's kind of a throwaway. Call of Duty Pokemon Edition. <laughs> it's kind of a throwaway line, but then you're just like, wait a minute, war? Pokemon yeah. don't go to war. And yeah. then they really started developing. You really want to get it dark? They eat Pokemon for food source. Yeah, yeah maybe. Mil tank, mil tank steaks, baby. That's right. Eat them tits. <laughs> and they drink its milk too. Exactly. But Y was like X and Y were, was the first one to really go into like how dark it was and how Pokemon literally it was just a whole civil war type thing of mm -hmm. like. They could not get along, and so it's like it was just constant war. Luckily, Sun and Moon kind of didn't do that as bad. There was still that stupid thing with the whole... Well, what was the bad guys in, in Sun and Moon? They were trying to, to... They were trying to artificially make Pokemon. Yeah, well... Because they ended up making... But he was cool. He the was one they made was actually. cool, and then he eventually like removes the armor and shit, which was... Weird. <laughs> well, I, I liked the design for him. Yeah. But it was... It, it, I know exactly what you were talking about. It's that stretch between, mm -hmm. like, badges... God, I want to say it was maybe three and four or four and five. It's literally, like, two hours before you even come up to another badge. Mm -hmm. So it was, like, it gets... It, it's extremely long stretch of just nothing. But it just got... It, it got so repetitive. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that Sun and Moon was probably the exact same way, where it was just the same... Like, you literally play for 15 to 20 hours, and you'll, you'll make it through the game, but it's just so damn repetitive. And... If they can tell me how Sword and Shield is going to be different or what they're doing that's going to make it different, mm -hmm. if if they're going to be committed to trying to make it different and innovate it, then yeah, maybe I'll buy it. But if it's literally going to be nothing more than just a revamped X and Y or Sun and Moon, I've already played those kinds of games. Why would I want to go... I don't give two shits about your surfetched. He's not a Pokemon fan. You know, actually, Fuck you know what cracks you. me out? I'm really Paul's not. Paul's like, I don't want things to be the same. What case system does he play the most? The NES. No, I don't. He, he, he doesn't want things to be the same, but you stay in retro gaming. Because they're fun. <laughs> it's still fun, Paul. Beating up other Pokemon is still fun. Surfetched. <laughs> <laughs> Is stupid. You're stupid. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. <laughs> no, I, I I can see what you're saying, but there are some, you know, and I'll always come back to this. Okay, Silent Hill Four. That wasn't even playing either, which makes it even better. <laughs> Silent Hill Four: The Room. All right. Would you say not the strongest Silent Hill title? Okay, so that one is a conundrum because, to be quite honest, in my opinion, not it was good. one of the most annoying games. However, if you ask me which is one of the scariest Silent Hill games, Silent Hill 4 is actually ranks up there. Overall, know, it's three, probably got one of the better story, like one of the good stories too, right? It's got a decent story, but some of the, the scare elements in that game are very terrifying. It's the damn... Uh, yeah. Computer intelligence and yeah. the artificial intelligence and having to do the escort missions that just gets so annoying. Not to and honestly, exactly. The only scary part about it was the fact you had no safe zone after a while when you started getting attacked in your apartment. That's huge, though. That is huge. That's but huge. I'm just saying that's probably one of the only reasons. It's not. Like it's because there are some enemies that are genuine, genuinely terrifying, and just the whole idea that you're responsible for somebody else too. Does actually play Who's an utter idiot? She is. So that's not scary so, so much as just aggravating. No, but there were some. There honestly, there were some terrifying moments of that game. I felt three was scarier than four, personally. The whole idea of her walking down the street and then all of a sudden you go into the like an alley and everything changes into that like nightmare realm. That's fucking scary. 
Even the way you came was fucking... But they've always kind of done that. They've always done that since the first one. I figure the first one always just feels like you're in Silent Hill permanently. <laughs> like you're never in a normal area in the no, first one. No, you're in a like. you're you, well, you're in a quiet area. Um, there's not as many enemies, and it's not like the whole um, like steel grating and stuff yeah, like that. It's barbed just, wire. Yeah, it's yeah. you're in a regular like kind of foggy town. Mm-hmm. Uh, one and two are like that. Three kind of. Three, I think you see the change, bit. and that's what yeah. scares me. Like mm-hmm. when she, when you turn on the tub, and the water comes out, and then it turns red, and then all of a sudden the, the level starts changing, and you're now in the nightmare world in one of the areas. I remember that one very distinctly. Yeah, but there was also a room, like a, a different room, where it's like you go into that room, you can't get out. They won't allow you to get out, and then the screen starts turning red, or the the room itself starts turning into almost what looks like a heart. Mm-hmm. Like the veins and stuff like that are like flowing yeah. up over the floor. That your screen starts bleeding and stuff like that. And if you stand in there too long, you'll start losing life. I remember that. room. I actually. hate. I hated that room. That room's dumb. I hated that room because <laughs> they, they wouldn't let you out. Yeah. I forget what you had to do to get out of it. I think Shut you just off the PlayStation. I think you just you literally had to wait like certain like so long for it. So you were basically guaranteed to take some damage, oh. but it wouldn't kill you unless you stayed in there. See, that's scary. So. That's dumb. <laughs> it's no dumber than fucking Eternal Darkness. Yeah, but you lost sanity, not life. There's a difference. That's true. The, there was no okay. You, it's not like you know. I have to take damage in order to progress. Type thing. It's. Uh, I feel like that the whole idea of that Silent Hill one was to panic you, whereas Eternal Darkness is pretty much just like a whole game of ah, gotcha, <laughs> psych. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I, maybe with once you see Kevin and I play it or something, maybe it'll change your mind. And that and that could be. Yeah, and that but could be. The biggest draw to me about it is the fact that it's his Christmas present. It's He's the, getting it. Pretty much. Yeah, that's pretty much how these. it's gonna go. <laughs> Is it's the first one that's gonna. It's the only reason you have a switch to begin with. Yeah, to get Pokemon. No, it's because we. I gave you a game. It's the only reason. You oh, that a is. Switch. No, that is true. It's I was the only good, reason yeah. you've bought like half the consoles you've bought. <laughs> That's true. That's true, actually. Because he's bought you games, and you're like, I don't have the system. Well, you're going to get it now. <laughs> Dead serious. I think, so he's you, gonna I think get... you bought me Silent Hill Homecoming before I had a PlayStation He's going to get Pokemon, <laughs> and he's also going to get Resident Evil 2 remake for the PS4. <laughs> I stab that one. I, he's going to like that. He really will, eventually, at some point in the future. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that, maybe it's one of those. I, I'm just excited to finally play one on a... On a TV. Yeah. It's a console Pokemon. That's not just waiting. a remake of fucking Yellow. Yeah, let's go. Or, or something. That's a remake of Yellow. Yeah. yeah. Let's go, let's, uh, let's go Pikachu and, and let's, let's go, go Eevee. Or just a remake of Yellow. Or not an offshoot game like the XD. Like Gale of Darkness and stuff. Where it's not one of those. That Which, a... there was a correction I needed to make. When we talked about the Pokemon, when we did the Pokemon episodes, there... Pokemon Coliseum was the first one. Oh, okay. And then it went to XD Gale of Darkness. Okay. So, yeah, you're, you were right. I, I, for some reason, didn't have Coliseum, so I didn't really remember that. And I didn't realize that had actually a story mode to it. I thought that was just like a stadium. No, no, I remember there being a side mode to it. Yeah. And here we are talking about Pokemon again. Yeah, just for yes. you, Paul. Well, it's handheld. And you can't talk about handheld without talking about Pokemon. Because, to be honest, that's one of the only main reasons that handheld for Game Boy has done so well. Yeah, Pokemon was a game boy. Or that was the reason I bought it. It's been a system seller for years. Yeah, since nine, since ninety eight when it came out. I can't think of any other like 
game, like Nintendo franchise that has been a definite system seller for their handhelds the way Pokemon has been. No. Yeah, I mean, even Metroid was cross-platform in the fact that one was Nintendo, two was Game Boy, three was Super Game Boy, and then four was it was Game Boy Advance. Like it kind of jumped back and forth. You mean Super Nintendo, them. not Super Game Boy. That's what I meant. I'm sorry, Super Super Nintendo, and then it went back to the Advance with Fusion. But mm-hmm. those weren't system sellers. Like nobody yeah. sought out an advanced and game to play that, Metroid Four. Even yeah. as fun as yeah. like the Zelda games are, they're not they're not handheld sellers. No. Well, Breath of the Wild was for me, but that's but that's that's a system console. That's yeah, not that a handheld console. Seller. Yeah, that was yeah. console seller. That wasn't like a like people weren't going out to buy a, a Game Boy just because of Link's Awakening. Yeah. Yeah. They were honestly Tetris was a was a system seller. Yeah. Yeah. People, people bought the Game Boy just solely that's for right. Tetris. A lot of people actually don't know that that Tetris originally started on the. Game Boy. It was. It was the pack-in. Yep. Yeah. It was the pack-in with the original Game Boy. And, uh... Um, I think it goes back before that. Was the tension cart? That was after the Game Boy, right? It was after the Game That's Boy. That's what I yeah, Game Boy was in 1989. Tengen Tetris was 1990, and they got the cease and desist, I believe, in the same year. It may have even been 89, but they got the cease and desist, and then Nintendo made their Tetris in 1990. Nice. So. <laughs> yeah, actually, the, the first Tetris was back in 84... Well, that was the that was the actual computer game yeah, that yeah. that Alexei uh, Pezhenov had created. Interesting. Yeah. So, this, obviously, the Switch right now is considered like, for, for as far as Nintendo's concerned, I guess, would be the pinnacle of handheld gaming. You know what I mean? But unfortunately, and I, I know you and I don't feel this way, but mobile gaming on our phones is. I mean, that's a that's a market that's completely blowing up. Actually, is I think there are more people that play games on phone than there are consoles at the moment. Do you buy that? <laughs> well, you got to imagine. But they include stupid stuff like Candy Crush and Angry right. Birds and all that. In there. I I do buy that. I do. I kind of do too, actually, because everybody has a phone. Not everybody owns a console. Exactly. So that makes sense to me. And people people who are not conventional gamers Mm -hmm. still play phone games and tablet games because of their simplicity. Do you think eventually that's the way everything's going to go is mobile? No. You don't don't think consoles will ever phase out? No. Nintendo's already done it, and with relative success, I might add. Maybe not not in our lifetime. Yeah, with relative success, but I don't think they'll ever stray away from not being able to play your game on a TV, though. No, no, no. Do you ever see, like, PlayStation... No. Putting out a console like the Switch, nope, where it can dock and then, but you can also take it out, nope, because they failed twice. They're That's not, true, they're actually. Not, they're not. They're not going to do it again. And Microsoft didn't even fucking Mi- try. Microsoft knows knows well, not see, to even Microsoft enter that Microsoft knows field. their target consumer yeah. better than any of the other yeah. companies. So. Microsoft knows not even to enter that that field. So, but I mean, you look at some of the games that come out for our phone. I mean, you play Fortnite off your fucking phone. And it cross plays with PC players and yeah, stuff. So that's weird. I mean you got Fortnite, you I mean there are And the weird part is the people who can play on their phones stay almost as up competitively as with yeah. PC players. I mean it blows all, my mind. You're always gonna have the elitists that are that are gonna be like, nah, you know, keyboard and mouse is better for control. But there are people that keep up and play at a competitive level. Yeah, I don't know. It's how. That's crazy. Yeah. That's Honestly, crazy. like playing touchscreen on my phone I almost like annoys it. me. Mm-hmm. Like the digital D pad and stuff. Yeah, I, can't just, do. I can't do I, I need remember. a button to press. My, my biggest problem is it, it blocks parts of the screen when you're doing that. Exactly. It feels yeah. like I'm cutting my field of view down. Mm-hmm. That's why that N gauge was kind of a clever idea. Well, actually, there is um, 
I want to say it's Asus that makes it. Isn't there a gaming phone? Yeah, well, there's a bunch because Razer makes one. I think Asus Republic of Gamer makes that line has one. Mm. But Asus has this um, this gaming phone that yeah ROG two. I think that's the one I'm looking for. Um, where it's got a it's like the phone itself is pretty like fancy, but then it's got this like dock thing. That basically makes yeah. it the DS. Yeah, I've seen that. Oh, interesting. It's yeah. interesting. And, yeah. like, your phone goes to the top and is one screen. The hand, the controller piece has another screen in it, and it's got a full controller, and it's got a battery pack and all this stuff that's for it. Mm. So, yeah, who knows? Interesting. Yeah. And they also have this one that basically makes it a Switch. Yeah, pretty, yeah. <clears throat> it's it's oh, really... Wow. But, like, like I said, the, the, the thing is, like, the Switch uses the same technology that's in high-end phones. Mm -hmm. Which makes but sense. But it's, it's yeah. specifically designed for, you know, the, the stuff they're doing. So, uh, to be honest, I don't... But I don't think it'll take off to be the Just, consumable, like, mass thing within our lifetime. The majority yeah, market. No, it's not. I, at <laughs> some point, I could see it being, basically, you just have a high-end like device that you do the peripheral to that is now your gaming but then i get home i drop it basically into something and it does play on the screen mm -hmm. the way the switch does i could see that taking over at some point i i still don't see it because i think that people are still too like they'll they'll play their candy crushes they'll play their their puzzle wordscapes wordscapes whatever they're whatever they're playing these days but they'll they'll play it on their phone just like they always have been when they have nothing else better to do when they're out like at the store waiting in line obviously you can pull out your phone and play a quick game of something and it's just kind of throwaway at that point but I think it's here to stay but it's never going to take over you don't think so? It's never going to take over. Because that's the thing I've noticed is, like, especially within the past, what, five, six years, ma like, major IPs are putting games on phones. Like, you have Fire Emblem put out a major game on the phone. I think Star Ocean did. You have I mean, all these different... Like, when Pokemon Go came out, you know how many different, like, clones of Pokemon Go there actually are? And Pokemon Go wasn't even the it's first. The same company it was, makes it was Ingress, some of them, yeah. I think was the f one of the first ones, I guess. There's I been a bunch of bunch. like uh, augmented reality games over the years. Yeah. But I think, the like, Ingress was the first one to get big. Yeah. But then Pokemon basically took the same concept and was like, well, we added Pokemon, and it blew Brand up. recognition, baby! Yeah. But now you got the Harry Potter one. You even it's have a company, I think. You even have Persona. Like, there's a Persona, a Digital Devil one that, that they have, which is supposed to be pretty good, I guess. But, but the thing about those is is that you see a lot less AAA video game releases because they're so damn expensive to make and to have to do the advertising for it and the media push mm -hmm. to try to get that brand out there so people know it's coming out and to try to create that hype when... It's so easy and cheap to make a, a game or their, a version of their game on a phone or something mm -hmm. like that because it's no different than basically doing something online through like the PlayStation Network or yeah, Xbox Live, game. where it's an indie game where you're not making all that much uh, or you're not putting a lot of money into it. You're not. You have barely no overhead cost at all mm -hmm. except for the people who are programming it because you have no cartridge. You have no. 
I mean, you could do ads and stuff like that if you want, but everything that you're saving on the disc, on the on the releasing of the game, the shipping of the game, all this other stuff, you can pump into advertising or however much or little that you actually want, and then you release the game and you're only selling what people want versus mass producing and then maybe getting half of it either not sold or getting shipped back to you because it just yeah. didn't sell. Well, so, I mean, it's... My biggest thing with it is you see a lot of... Like, Chemco is a big RPG thing on the on mobile. You look up Chemco for a developer, they have at least fucking 25 to 40 fucking games. And then those are just ones that are over here. Like, yeah. I can't imagine Japan. But... Or, like, They're, Korea and stuff where mobile gaming is huge. $6 is, is it. Whereas, like, an indie game you put out on the PlayStation Network still is probably going to be, like, anywhere from 10 to 20 mm-hmm. So it's like... I. I how much can you possibly make on it? You know what I mean? Like I, maybe it's just me personally. I've played a lot of RPGs on my phone. I can't get into them. There's something like Zenonia. I know was a big one that they pumped out like eight of those cocksuckers. <laughs> and it's it's so cumbersome to play on a phone to begin with. But I know they blow up. People love those dungeon crawlers on there. But I feel like there's no substance to these games. Or a lot of them are like we were talking about. They're p- pay to win. Or you can only do so much, and then you have to wait 24 hours before you can do more. And it's like I feel like that's why mobile gaming hasn't quite taken off yet. Well, and what it's going to take, to be honest, for like mobile gaming to take off in that direction, is for a company like Nintendo or Rockstar to be like, my next AAA game is purely a mobile game, and this is what we're doing. Well, that's kind of like what they're doing with Apple Arcade. So, Square Enix is making exclusively a game for Apple Arcade. Yeah, but I see... Like, and Square you, Enix is a triple-A developer. Are they now? No. Are they? When's Final Fantasy sixteen coming out? <laughs> but they're not. They're busy working on the remake of Seven. If that even comes out, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. That comes out in January, doesn't it? Yeah. Or is it February? January. Um, but I, it's going to take one of like the big companies... To just be like, this is what we're going to do, this is what's going to... But then the, the other thing is, too, is... I don't think the hardware is there. Right now, mobile specs range too much. Mm-hmm. So you've got the low-end, like, cheap... Okay, this is like a $70 phone, up to the... Well, this phone costs $3,000. <laughs> yeah, let's say my iPhone was 1000 So, mine was 1200 Yeah. Um, That's crazy. It's insane. It's insane how much phones are. Yeah, but but you also at the time if you look at what they do compared to like, the oh, amount yeah. of stuff that's in them, yeah, it makes it's sense. a laptop. Yeah, I essentially bought a laptop for my pocket. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that's pretty much what it is. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but, but at it, the same time, you're sharing a battery, which, which that's that's the biggest issue. That's, is that battery was the big life thing, is but not a thing. I think when mobile gaming takes off to like at any point where it will actually threaten console and PC, will be when. That um, <clears throat> streaming is more of a thing, so you save battery power. You can save, so it's basically every, like your game doesn't run on this; it's running on a server, and you just play on this. So your phone can, becomes a controller. Yeah, hmm. that's when mobile gaming will take off to the point where. But that's like I said before, like and when we talked about the other the tech stuff with, for digital. It's not going to go that way until everything hits a certain benchmark. Right. Mm-hmm. Everybody yeah, needs yeah. a everybody needs a certain connection. Everybody needs access. Like the iPhone 10 needs to be a low end phone, which is still a pretty good fucking phone. But then, for now. like everyone has to have bandwidth of a certain and a certain mm-hmm. speed. 
like battery power on phones has to hit a certain mark. Like I said, I doubt it'll be within our lifetime, but you never know. it will happen at some point. I think honestly, we might see it in our lifetime, especially well, if technology grows exponentially. So I was looking. I mean, it's crazy. I was also looking up stats. So the projected stats for 2020 and 2021: 50, uh, 165.9 billion in dollar industry is what gaming is. Yes. Fifty-seven percent of that is mobile. Is from just your phone. So okay. Twenty-one percent is PC and twenty-three percent is all consoles combined. Wow. By twenty twenty-one, it'll be fifteen. It'll be in one hundred eighty point one billion dollar industry, with fifty-nine percent being mobile, nineteen so percent being PC, and twenty-two percent being console. Oh, so it's not so really PCs taking a dip. It's going no. Even consoles took one percent hit. Yeah, because, because phones will be better. Yeah, phones. So it's going. Phones went up two or three percent. So yeah. it's from twenty. We'll go twenty sixteen to twenty nineteen. Mobile gaming went from forty percent to over fifty percent. You got to remember too. Phones also jumped in technology. Yeah. I mean, yes, they did. I mean, yeah. so you that increase was just based on the hardware I mean, alone. Look at techno mm-hmm. like two thousand twelve. Forty five percent of it was console. Only eighteen percent was mobile. So within that, like, yeah, the technology gap. So all you need is that one jump in technology and console gaming and PC gaming will drop dramatically. Yeah, but all you need, though, is for companies to then stop focusing on mobile and go back to console or PC, whatever it ends up being, and that'll shift those numbers as well, too. So, I mean, it's just so damn convenient it's, to it's make games. It's always keep skewing towards mobile, unfortunately, I think. Well, it's because it's so damn cheap. I don't Part of me thinks that mobile really couldn't happen anyway, because look at the size of some of these games. Well, that's like why I said trip, it, like how much oh, was, yeah. was was uh, fifty what sixty. What was the one you just came? That fifty just, or sixty gigs. Red Dead Two. Red, well, Ghost Recon Wildlands was bigger. I'm at one hundred twelve gig. My phone. But that's why I said it won't be. It won't. Yeah, be, your no. phone will be the controller. It'll be on a server somewhere, and you play with your phone. Because mm. my phone's a two hundred fifty-six gig phone. That's half of my fucking memory. That's why, like I said, it won't be until streaming becomes the absolute 100% norm. So, essentially, we won't own our games anymore. So, that's why I said it won't be within our lifetime. It probably won't be until after. Yeah, I suppose. But I don't even know if I would consider that mobile gaming anymore. Because It's console gaming on a phone, It's console gaming on a phone, but you you still have to... like. It's essentially just a streaming console. But it's still... on the go, it's handheld. That's what makes it mobile. But you're saying if it's streaming, does the phone becomes the controller, right? Yeah. So what's the what's the rest of the, where's the game going to be? If your phone's controller, where's the game on the television? It's a console now. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know because not everything's coming through your phone. It's I know what I'm thinking, and I don't know well, how like to describe that's, it. But it's that's the whole thing is like cloud processing. The way it works is, yeah, it takes the load off of your phone. It'll be some something else will be processing it, but your phone will be the receiver and yeah. But I don't know if I'd really even call that. That might be a whole new thing of gaming. I don't know if I'd consider that mobile gaming it's, anymore. No, well, that's it's, it's, that's it's part not. of the mobile it's, industry, though. So, so mobile industry is like okay. So I'm on I'm on the, the the Google Play Store, and you've got games like Mario Kart Tour, which is not the norm right. to have a, a, such a well known IP as like a as a, a right. Phone. That actually came out not that long ago. Yeah, uh, Dragon City, Candy Crush Friends Saga, Galaxy Invaders, Alien Shooter. Sweet Fruit Pop Match 3 Puzzle Well, game. and that's, that's where Those I think... Those are what 
they're talking about by mobile games. These are these mm-hmm. these not triple A developed licensed games from like Chemco but or on, Ubisoft. It's literally it, cash it's, grab kind it's of cash, point Yes, it's freemium games. <laughs> Boredom games. Free to, <laughs> free to play and money to get farther in, basically. Well, then like, there's an entire MMO industry that disagrees with you. There is. There's a lot of MMOs. The on vast the majority of MMOs are free to play, but you yeah, pay because you got like Clash of Clans and Clash of Kings and like look at Star Wars: The Old Republic. It's a free to play MMO, but you can buy cosmetic shit for for real money. Wasn't that PC? Yeah, it was also it was, was going that, to can go. You play that on your phone as well. It was going to go to PS4 and stuff at one point, but I think it got scrapped. Yeah. But I, I know where Paul's getting at. Yeah, it's like, I feel like if... if I, don't see, but I don't know. That might be a whole new genre of But see, that's the whole thing, is you're trying to basically just limit and say, well, that the this only narrow margin is what makes um, you know mobile gaming. That's like RPG. It is right. the most generic term... For anything. In, in anything. <laughs> it just means I'm playing a particular character. Yeah, the yeah. original Mario is an RPG by definition. You are playing the role of Mario trying to save the princess. Mm. It is an RPG by definition. But you don't level up, though. Doesn't matter. That's not an aspect of what makes an RPG. <laughs> oh. No, I've, it's, it's, see, it's weird because the lines are starting to get blurred. They are, because then any game that has a, a narrative story becomes an RPG at that point. Not necessarily. Well, narrative story, only it's only an mm. RPG if you are the one making decisions. You are role-playing. And that's where that's why like these terms, the terms we put on to the different genres of gaming Don't are basically sense. useless. Yeah, that's why there's the distinction between Western RPGs and JRPGs. There's one of those generally accepted terms. Like it's like, what did that guy say about porn? I, I couldn't describe it, but I know it when I see that's it. Child porn, yeah. But that's <laughs> that was the law. That I thought was, that was Larry Flint. No, 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 no. It was, no, that, was, it was actually uh, I think it was either a judge or a senator yeah, it or something. Was a, it was a judge. It was, or, I don't know. Yeah. I can't de- define you what what child like it is, but yeah, I, I can tell you it when I see it. Yeah, and I and feel it's like, a lot of obscenity laws and stuff like, like that. Like RPGs so. are kind of the same thing. It's like there's a general consensus <laughs> on what it is because I know it when I see it, but I can't define it. And I kind of feel like that's how the genre or the genres of gaming are starting to be. Because look at the Switch. Is it a console? Or is it a handheld? Is it well, just I'm, a handheld that hooks up to your television, or is it a console that I can take on the go? I, like, to me, it's the second one. And that's kind of how I feel like your idea of the mobile gaming is going to go. It's going to be another one of those enigmas where it's like, well, now we're kind of blurring the line between certain well, and things. As techno- and I can see that. As eventually, technology is going to get to the point, anyways, where you don't know the difference. That's true. Like, console used to be just dedicated. This is a Genesis. I mean, this is a Super Nintendo you want a, console. You want a great mm. example of it? At the time it released, Toy Story was the pinnacle of, like, CG technology. Oh, yeah. Look at CG technology now. They can make... The, have you ever seen deepfakes? Mm-hmm. You know what deepfake is? Mm-hmm. So there's, a, there's a, a program where I can basically take any video footage I want. Say I have, like, footage of you doing something. Well, I can now use this this program to rip your face off and put it into another video, and you can't tell the difference on the high-end stuff. Hmm. For all intents and purposes, it was you that did this, and there is no way to, to, to say otherwise. Oh, okay. It's a scary world we live in. Why, why, would, you, <laughs> why, would, you, why would you do that? Because that's the way technology is going. It's already been used to, to go against um, certain political candidates. Oh. Cool. 
<laughs> so it's going to get to the point where the world's not a scarier place, uh, safer, huh? And now well, safer and scarier are two different things. And now you wonder why I oh. tend to stick with my retro games. <laughs> But, like, that's technology is going to get to the point where point reality made. and technology or reality and fantasy can become completely indistinguishable. Yeah. That's why, like, mm. games like uh, the dot hack, the whole virtual reality and shit, like, I feel like we might see that kind of stuff in our lifetime. Where well, we, it, you're, essentially your consciousness transfers to the thing and you're just, you're there. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, oh, I mean, the, the dot hack stuff is a little weird yeah, because it literally Sword Art Online. It gets a little goofy, yeah. but well, hey, I like Sword Art. Fuck you. I like them both, to be honest. But it's <laughs> it's one of those things where it's going to become a second. I mean, look at um, Ready Player One. It's going to become that sort of thing at some point, where people ignore reality for the fantasy. I mean, we don't do that already. <laughs> no, I do. Actually, The Matrix did a, did that before Ready Player One. No, wasn't the novel out before? Of what? For Ready Player One? No. I would have thought Tron, personally. For the novel? Yeah, for the oh. novel. 2012, man. I, I would have thought Tron now. would have been before them, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, Tron was even before that, too. Damn, look who doesn't watch movies but still knows how to beat you sons of bitches. Oh, shut up. Woo! Shut up. Andy coming through with the pop cult reference. No. Even even the Lawnmower Man came before <laughs> Matrix, okay? <laughs> He knows the name, but he doesn't know what the movie's about. Oh, I do know what or the movie's Jake, about. Jacob's Ladder, too. Yeah, uh, Jacob's Ladder was not a virtual reality. But it was about going and adjusting. It was adjusting to death, basically. But, the, but that's... Are you, how can you tell the difference between that and, and the fantasy, though? Well, I mean... You, no. you can't. And for your edification, I do know the Lawnmower Man. Bullshit. Thank you very much. Bullshit! I What's know about? it. Isn't it, it's about like a fucking like a, isn't a lawnmower it, man. A long, <laughs> it's a about simple. a lawnmower man that gets taken for like an experiment or something. He becomes like super smart and creates like a whole world. And they send like these two people in to go and fucking kick his ass. Which it's Terminator. <laughs> that's definitely not the lawnmower man. I don't know what movie he's talking about. Yeah, I thought that was no, Tron too. Not, no. I don't fucking know. It's all so, Tronminator. Or a good one is existence. Cell just so long. No. I haven't. So Lawnmower Man is literally, they are testing a new technology of, like, uh, basically making somebody smarter using virtual reality. And yeah, isn't so, that what I fucking said? But they don't... <laughs> Lawnmower Man goes in there, they make him super smart, and he makes a world fucking... He, he doesn't make a world. He becomes a tyrant. He goes from being... Isn't he mentally handicapped? He is. He's mentally challenged at the beginning, and then he becomes super smart. Can, he even has, like, telekinetic power. And then he literally ends up dying because then he goes into the, like, the virtual reality and then tries to get into our reality through, the like, the phone yeah. lines and stuff like that at the, at the very end. I'll be honest. You know the only reason I know half of the plot? Because I, I played the game. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I played yeah. Lawnmower Man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Super Nintendo. That game is hard as hell, though. Yeah. Uh, Shadow Run was kind of like that, too, wasn't mm -hmm. it? In that kind of virtual reality, sort of. Don't they go into, like, some goofy Matrix computer thing and kick shit? Shadow Run? Maybe not. Maybe I'm thinking of Shadowrun for the Genesis. I remember Maybe. going into a computer and fighting things. Yeah, I don't, yeah I don't remember. I don't know. This got off the rails kind of quick. I don't I really remember. Because I, I know there was hacking and stuff, but I... I don't remember. I don't remember too much of that one. I don't know, guys. I don't know where mobile's gaming... Mo gaming's going, but I know where it came from. I know I love it, and I think we'll see some great things with it. We still will. 
Oh, absolutely. As the technology goes up, it'll be... Physical and console gaming is still going to be around for a long time. I think so, too. That's why I said, I don't think, like I said, our lifetime, it's not going to happen. And honestly, the best is yet to come. Maybe. We lived the best. We really did. 80s and 90s, baby. (laughs) When it gets quite to the sword art and I can just go online and be an RPG character, that'll be the best. Yeah, right. (laughs) Fuck yeah. But anyway, what are your guys' experience with mobile gaming? Did you have the Tiger Electronics, Batman, or... Castlevania, almost oh. a Spooderman. Spooderman. <laughs> or, or, Spooderman. Were you, or, you, or you the really old kind that had the water with the little rings that you pushed or, the or as, oh, yeah. or as he's known in Japan, Supedaman. 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 <laughs> Vanderhoff, so. did you have a game and watch as you old fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, what, what were the Tiger Electronics games? Because everybody owned at least one of them. Oh, if you God. grew up in the 80s or the 90s, you owned at least one of them. At least. So what was the one you owned, or what was the, your favorite one that just really sticks out in your mind? Well, there was a Lion King one, too, I think. Of course there was. Yeah, no, there was Jurassic Park. We don't talk about Lion King and video games. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? What is it? You've never Have played you the... played the Super Nintendo one? Or the I, Genesis no. one? Have you gotten past the, the whole Savannah part? No. No, I didn't think so. Oh, Fuck you. Impossible. Oh, that's why. That's uh, pretty bad. That's it's like exca- or it's like escaping the cave of wonder on the Genesis version. We don't talk. Like about an almost this. damn near impossible. No, that one's you not beat bad, it when right? you hit it that level, and it's only level two. Yeah, it's just level two. <laughs> Insane. But anyway, yes. Um, where do you think the the market's going? Do you play mobile games on your phone? It, which honestly, who doesn't? Uh, it's, like a, it's really a thing. Like yeah. uh, yes, you do. You cocksucker. Uh, where's that Marvel game you were playing before? It's not on my phone anymore. See, but you did at one point. I did. You used to play it religiously when you probably shouldn't have been. Just like where there was a quiz game you played all the time, too. Oh, oh, God. Uh, Words with friends, you piece of shit. Yeah, those count as mobile games. It's mobile games. I don't have a single game on my phone anymore. You want to know why? Because your phone's dying. Because my phone (laughs) only has enough storage for 16 gigs. And I currently only have four gigs available on here, and so I cannot put any games. It's all the porn you put on there. It has absolutely nothing to do with Picks it. Pics of me and porn, which all are the ones both. You, all the photoshopped ones you send him. <laughs> Soon it's gonna. That's what's gonna happen. Is I'm gonna get oh. him invested in deep fakes. He's gonna make a deep fake of the two of you. Deep fakes, baby. What do you know about that shit? <laughs> I honestly don't know anything about it. <laughs> yeah, it's probably for the best. Probably. But anyway, go to powertripgaming.tv on YouTube. Well, actually, in any browser. It'll take you straight to the YouTube channel where you can watch us tackle the Nest Collection. 678 games. God damn. Yeah. And you can watch any of our other video game playthroughs that aren't Nintendo on our side quest uh, videos as well, too. That's right. If you're listening to this on YouTube, you can go to iTunes or Stitcher. The Power Trip Gaming Powercast is also there. Yes. And it's can, also on YouTube. You can listen to all of our other episodes that we've had. If you have any questions or comments or anything that you suggest or want us to talk about, let us know. Absolutely. The more feedback, the better. The more, what the more feedback, the better, because then we'll actually have something to talk about. And we won't instead... talk about Surfetched and Annoy Paul. <sighs> Goddamn <laughs> Pokemon. <laughs> I like <laughs> that. <laughs> Stupidest idea for a Pokemon ever! And a key ring isn't? It's stupid! What about three Pokemon that join together to become a new Pokemon? Don't uh, talk about Duck Trio that way! Excuse me, lamest or- Pokemon idea ever was Voltorb and Electrode. Thank you very much. He just rolled over they literally just took a ball and rolled it over. That was, yeah. Perfect. And then they made it bigger. 
<laughs> bigger. <laughs> yeah, they did. They really did. Anyway, this was the Power Trip Gaming Powercast! Thanks for listening with power. Power! Oh, yeah. Oh now you're listening with power. Can we can we go one episode without you? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Or, or just or or just saying like <laughs> now you're listening with power because Ooh, that's yeah, the phrase. Po- oh yeah, with power. It's only the phrase for the you. phrase is now you're listening with power, not you whatever the fuck garbage you said. You just said it. Not because yet. that's the phrase. That's like that's like if we didn't say it's next the way, time on Power Trip we'll play way, something better. It's the way you say it. Don't don't do the Macho Man. One episode. Don't now do you're listening man. with power. Now you got the jazz hands going. And honestly, <laughs> that's better. That's actually that's what we're gonna do. The next episode we record, he's not allowed to do a single voice. Mm. Now you're listening with power. He's gonna die. <laughs> that's it's gonna, gonna be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> now you're listening with power. <laughs> 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 <laughs>